What's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me on this very magical Rise of Skywalker podcast are my Star Wars friends. I'm Josh, and Kylo and Ray are not a couple. <laughs> oh, out the gate. <laughs> I'm laying this it down. <laughs> this is Kyle, and Ray is not a Skywalker if we're going to play oh it like that. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> this is Vic, and... Ray is our only hope. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And Justin should be jumping on here momentarily. Uh, it was kind of crazy to get this scheduled. I know that we've we've been wanting to do a Rise of Skywalker show for a hot minute, and uh, we just dropped our Mandalorian episode, uh, you know, yesterday. And this is kind of like this is something that needs to happen. There is so much to download about the Rise of Skywalker, which is what, by my estimation, for most of us, we're gonna watch it in four days. That's oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. Four days, dude. I cannot. I think I'm watching it first, too. Yeah, you are. I think you are. do have the earliest time. Yeah. Uh, we're all Eastern Split, Standard Time. Um, so we will definitely be so- among the first in America to see it. Um, you know, it's so funny, those people that have already, you know, this happens every Star Wars movie. There's always those few people on social media that's like, oh, yeah, I got to see the Rise of Skywalker early. I got an early thing. And then you see people like Matt Miller that are like, you know, no, you didn't. Nobody saw it. <laughs> Nobody's seen it, dude. It's my favorite part of the year. Now, um, it's kind of cool, man. I'm very excited. Only four days away, and I'm I'm definitely hyped. So aptly, you know, we're going to call this show the hype of Skywalker. And uh, there is so much hype. I got so much hype going into this. Um, but what also, you know, hypes me up are all the people that follow us on social and follow our podcast. Thank you, guys. This is, we couldn't do this podcast today uh, the same way without hearing from you guys. And we have a lot of fan questions to uh, to kind of bring on board. Our friends hit us up through social media, through our email address, through voicemail, right? So, If you haven't connected with us yet, if this is the first time you've listened to the Star Wars Friends podcast, just understand that, you know, you can hit us up at SW Friends Show on Twitter. You can hit us up at SW Friends Show on Instagram, on Facebook, at StarWarsFriends.com. You can email us, show at StarWarsFriends.com. That's how we got all these questions that we're going to be answering on this show today. And we definitely love interacting with you guys, man. Like, this is what it's all about, the Star Wars community 
And what better event to kind of get in with with all of you guys than to get pumped about the the rise of Skywalker, man? And uh, and here we are. Uh, Justin just jumped on here. What's happening, Justin? How are you, man? Hey guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. We actually just got rolling here, and uh, You've missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's you're missed right everything. Do you know the email? Do you know the Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what it is right now. <laughs> so we uh so justin we're just getting into this man this is the hype of skywalker show on the star wars friends yeah. show and i am so excited to be chatting with you guys and answering these great questions that we got submitted to us um but this is as i just mentioned before you jump on we're only four days away and you know this is a movie that we've all been anticipating since i don't know probably when the force awakens dropped um you you knew it was going to be a trilogy and you just didn't know how it was going to end and we're at the end. And as Disney has stated uh, many times, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. And although do I believe that? Do I understand that? Not necessarily. Um, It's just what, regardless, I think that this movie is going to be a unifier and that's my theme today is not to be a negative Nancy. This, this is going to be an epic movie. This is going to be the culmination of 40 plus years of storytelling. And it's going to be the movie that all star Wars fans across all spectrums love and will cherish. And that's it's, I know it's a hard, it's a hard hill to climb. Uh, there's there's a lot of division in the fan base. There's a lot of opinions in the fan base. And I hope that today on on, on this show, we can hopefully heal some wounds or hopefully give some people some hope uh, that might otherwise not have it right now. And I, I'm very hopeful moving into this movie. Um, but, you know, all of us met at Celebration this past year. And a big thing, well, not all of us, but I met you guys at Celebration. You guys, some of you knew each other. Um, but I met you guys at Celebration. And... We all shared in a very surreal experience during Celebration, which was watching the Rise of Skywalker trailer for the first time. And though you know I wasn't in the same room with you guys, I felt uh, uh, an energy among the entire McCormick place there um, that was just like indescribable. And that trailer, um, it moved me to tears. I, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that that trailer was an emotional moment for me because I've had I've invested my life in this and um, my passion and to see this trailer and and you know obviously with the Palpatine laugh I was I was definitely I felt great uh, I knew that it was going to go in a direction I was was excited about but what about you guys like did the, did the trailer when you saw it did it emotionally affect any of you? Oh I I loved that trailer and I w- I was all in from basically the first second, you know, we pan up on Ray and then there's that voice, that great voiceover from Luke about a thousand generations live in you. And, and she flips over the tie fighter. And I mean, I was bought in right then from that very first image and then the Palpatine laugh at the end. And, you know, we were there. And so Ian McDermott came out on the stage (laughs) to tell him to play it again, which was like, we were shocked to hear it and then shocked to see him. And it was, uh, was, it was amazing. I, um, so I get a little bit misty every time a new star Wars trailer (laughs) drops, like the first one, at least for each of these movies. But, and I was out on the floor, so I didn't, I wasn't in the arena, but just the experience of watching it with all of those other fans. And then not only, 
the the laugh and the excitement about that him coming back out on stage like so when the laugh happened i actually couldn't tell what the laugh was because people oh, really roared. so loud and then when he came back out and i was like oh okay that must have been palpatine and then i heard it but the <laughs> the, the roar of excitement when the when the star wars like title the words split and the subtitle came out, The oh, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. like between oh, yeah. the yeah. roar of the crowd on the floor. I, like I've never I've been it's like nothing I've ever been a part of the just the 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 rush of excitement through the crowd. It's crazy. You just literally my whole body is covered in goosebumps listening to you describe that because it happened in the room I was in, too, when that split. And you guys remember how much, you know, anticipation and how much dialogue there was about what's the title going to be? What's the title going to be? And everyone had their different ideas. And what was so funny is that morning the trailer came out, someone, you know, some Internet personality claimed they knew the title of the movie and they put it out there and they were absolutely wrong. You know, they couldn't have been further from the rise of Skywalker. And I thought that the rise of Skywalker is just such a beautiful title, but yeah, Josh, I had that same, you know, it was the same thing in the room I was in right when it split, man, everyone just freaked out. And it's such a different feeling though, when you're at like, if I'm at home and a new teaser comes out and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my wife and I get goosebumps. Right. And I'm excited versus being there with, you know, 20, 30,000 other people that love the same thing you do and have that passion about it. And everybody gets excited about it. It's a completely different feel. And I, it was amazing. I think with me, like there's not one emotion you can narrow this. Everyone feels about this trailer. There's sadness, there's happiness, you know, there's nervousness. It's 40 years of all this culminating together. And we don't know what to, to expect this week. We have no idea. Right. And that's the best part, guys. That is the best part. And I know some of us have remained as much as we could spoiler free. Others have dipped their toes in the in the kiddie pool, if you will, of the spoiler spoiler them. Um, I don't know if you guys mess around with Reddit at all, but that's always like a an off limits place during like movie Very releases. Scary right now. Can't do it. <laughs> it's like I've seen every so many place. titles of like uh, a confirmed leak of plot, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Right, right. And <laughs> that's dark it, place. if if I go on Twitter right now because I did before we started recording, it is, uh, it is spoiler leak, spoiler leak, spoiler leak. And, you know, you whatever, dude. I, I don't know how much of any of that is real, but I, I'll right. tell you what. I don't want to know any of it. I just don't want to know it. I want to have that that pure well, fandom experience on Thursday, Thursday evening. There was a J.J. Abrams quote that has been all oh, over yeah, the yeah. internet the last well, go ahead days. Kyle. That go was, ahead go ahead bust, bust uh, it i up. guess there, there was some kind of um I, i'm not 100 percent clear where it was but there was some kind of q a where he ended up asking the person who was asking him the question well who's your favorite character and she said well my favorite character is ahsoka tano sorry i said somebody from the animated series and he said well if you like ahsoka tano you should probably pay attention when you're watching The Rise of Skywalker. Hope you like it. That was the end of it. So, so <laughs> that's actually later in the show. Get to that what you will. Yeah, <laughs> later in today's show, I got some thoughts. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be spoiled, but that, that one was uh, almost unavoidable. Yeah, I, it was, you know, I came across that same article and uh, I got childlike joy, but I, that's something I want to uh, touch upon a little bit later in today's yeah. show. So I let's uh, let's say about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure, um, you know, so we, we were on this journey, guys, and. Did each one of you see The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi on premiere night? Is this going to be your first Star Wars premiere night, or were you guys there opening night on all those movies? I was at opening night for the previous two. I uh, 
I want to say when, and one of my friends and I were talking about this recently, I think when The Force Awakens came out, they were still doing midnight premieres. And I, I yeah. actually saw that one late at night. Um, and then by the time Last Jedi came out, they had kind of moved it up to, you could see it at 6 or 7 p.m. or whatever on Thursday. But I saw them both at at the earliest possible time. And then again, a couple other times with different friends and family and stuff. Right. I have to brag a little bit. I've seen everyone on opening day from episode one, two, three. Oh, to yeah. The new, the new sequels. It's, it's great. Love it. Yeah. So when Force Awakens came out, um, I was doing a event at a theater for a podcast I was on back in the day. Oh, and wow. so we there, there actually were earlier showings. Um, and so we weren't going to see it. And like there had already been at least one showing at like seven or seven thirty, and we weren't going to see it until ten o'clock when our event ended. Mm. And there was some like fifteen-year-old kid who came out of the first showing, Han Solo dies. Oh, Han yeah. Solo dies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and my buddy who was in on the podcast with me, he worked at the theater, so he got to see it Wednesday night for whatever oh, nice. reason. Nice. And I said. I don't want you looking at me. I don't want. I don't want to be able to infer anything, even from a gesture you're making to me. Right. I don't like. I don't want to. Hear, I don't want to know if you liked it. I don't want to know anything. Well, that's. It's important that you said that, Josh. I think this is a PSA for any listeners. Don't spoil the movie. If you're in one of the early showings, like we are, please do not ruin this experience for anyone else that's waiting in line in the theater. Don't jump on Twitter or Facebook and, and give out all the plot spoilers, at least on the first night. Um, just be a responsible fan. Understand the anticipation that you have going to see it. And just imagine that those folks just might not have been able to get tickets as early as you did because their internet connection mm-hmm. was, wasn't as good. That doesn't mean they're not as passionate or you know want to know the mystery as much as you do. So PSA, Josh, hit it right, dude. Do not run out of the theater screaming Han Solo is dead. I mean, if you want to do that for this DBAA. movie, um, you know, you could just give a little misdirect, a little Last Jedi misdirect and uh, say, hey, Han Solo died in this movie, right? Like, I don't know. Something crazy. <laughs> if Han Solo dies again in this movie, that would be unexpected. I was back with robot <laughs> legs like <Mom. laughs> right, He would not be the first person. Yeah, there is precedent. I, I always try to like, when I come out of a movie that I'm super excited about like that, I try to remain very... I don't want to say indifferent, but kind of stoic when I come out because I don't necessarily want my emotions or like, you know, I don't want to come out fist pumping, excited or tears streaming down my face like I'm sad either. Because a lot of times our emotions can mislead people too. like your tears may be happy tears, but somebody else is going to go, oh, my God, who dies? Who dies? in this Like, And they get upset about it. So I try to come out very stoic in, in the interim or like if somebody asks me you know, what was your opinion on a movie? I try to sit there and say, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm going to reserve my full thoughts until you see it and then we'll converse. And then right, I, I right. feel bad about geeking out over it because I know you've seen it and, and here's my, my opinion and I can share. You know, and I, I agree with that. I, um, I will tell you this. I saw somebody on Twitter, um, this past week that said, Oh, I remember when I was watching the last Jedi and, you know, at once the last Jedi credits rolled, the entire theater stood up and gave a standing ovation. And I just, I shot the person a reply. I said, Oh, that, that did not happen in the theater I was in. I said, that's good for you guys. It was like, it was, so I saw the last Jedi in Chicago 
uh, with the Rebel Force. Rebel Force Radio was doing a big event in Chicago. I was out there with those guys watching it, and we watched the premiere showing. Um, and I remember, and there's video of it. There is actual video of what happened when the the end of the movie, end of Last Jedi, hit, and the entire theater was just in stunned silence. Not a single person clapped. And these are, once again, these are hardcore Star Wars fans. We wouldn't have rented out an entire theater in Chicago if we weren't. Um, I'm sure certain theaters had different reactions, but we were we sat in dead silence. And I remember it took me, it took me a, about 30 seconds to look over at my friend Greg and be like, did you, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like and and we all we sat in the theater for about forty five minutes to an hour trying to make sense of what we just saw for better or worse. But um, you know that I hope to get a vastly different reaction at the at the end of this movie uh, in just a few days. So um, with that, I mean. I'm going to be seeing this movie again with the Rebel Force Radio guys. Um, we're going to be watching it on the XD screen, the Cinemark XD screen, which is the largest screen in Ohio. Um, we got tickets for the 7 o'clock because the 6 o'clock is like a fan event through Cinemark, and they give you a, a little pin. Um, I think you get like a medium popcorn or something like that. But I'm all about Cinemark because they have the best quality screens, in my opinion, and they have swag. They have like custom Star Wars swag. And I had custom Endgame swag and all this stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting my popcorn tin, uh, my custom Rise of Skywalker shirt. I'm going to get a blanket for my girlfriend. She's going to be there too. My buddy Greg's coming. Um, so I'm going with like, I think my party, when I bought those tickets on uh, whatever night they were in October, I bought like 10. And uh, so I'm going with a group of 10 people. It's going to be nuts. What about you guys? My, I was, just, I was just about to ask that question is, is what's your go-to movie candy? Because mine's the <laughs> mine's the popcorn. It's not on our list here to talk about. But yeah. mine's mine's the giant tub of popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to admit this. I can eat the entire tub oh. by myself. I am Ooh. not proud of that fact. I'm very ashamed of that. But once <laughs> I start, I cannot stop. But that is my go-to. If I can't yeah. get the popcorn, it's the milk duds number two for me. See, popcorn, popcorn number one as well. I don't like chocolate. Here's, I have a, and if you guys follow me on Twitter, you're going to see me complain about this quite often. I cannot fathom why movie theaters still sell candy in crinkly bags. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? You do understand that movies have silent parts, right? Um, so I actually just do the popcorn and I do tons of butter. That, that tin, that Rise of Skywalker tin I'm going to have, it's going to have like two inches of butter on the bottom, uh, liquid butter when I'm done with my popcorn. I always have to try to not be the fat guy and have my popcorn done before the movie even starts. Cause I'm totally that guy. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Yep. That's me. Yeah, I, uh, Chris, I'm glad you said that because I think the noise factor of a snack is an important thing to consider at a movie. <laughs> like both the sound it yeah. makes, and like, I don't know why people get nachos and chips and shit no like that way. because right. then I can't hear what you know. I would never do that. <laughs> right. But that being said, I actually usually get a, a pretzel. I guess I'm the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, Not, no, like Kyle. a soft, a soft pretzel, yeah. a right, silent right. pretzel. <laughs> I was Kyle, but I, I think the popcorn is loud too. It is annoying. It gets everywhere. Andy. I hear people crunching on it. Oh, the crunch, yeah, like, crunch is brutal. Yeah, crunch is brutal. It gets everywhere like food. sand. Oh, has, come once on. Once the trailers are over, That's no more salt. food. <laughs> has anybody ever seen the popcorn raisinets combo? It's amazing. It's sweet no. and salty. Somebody, no. somebody no. in front of me at a movie a while ago had a giant tub of popcorn. They filled it about halfway, dumped the raisinets in there. The dude filled the popcorn the rest of the way, and they dumped the rest of the raisinets on mm. top of it. I had never seen that before in my That's life, good. and I'm like, 
Is that good? Is it? I, I don't know what's going on here. Salty and sweet. Salty and sweet. Yeah, real good. You do with M and M's too. So I would. I would be afraid that point. the chocolate would melt from the the heat of the popcorn. But you're, that's it, what you're hoping happens, Chris. <laughs> I guess so. I guess you're right. Well, see, I don't want to get like the point. I wouldn't want to get that on my Rise of Skywalker spirit jersey. I'm going to be wearing to premiere night because I got style, baby. I'm rocking that red carpet. Okay, <laughs> what about so. you? I think that's a good poll question, though, for our listeners: is what uh, what uh, food do you bring in, or what food are you having in the theater? I like that. I'm going to throw snack. that out there. Some uh, what tip yip or whatever is that a Ronto burger? Are they going to eat some Ronto <laughs> meat in the theater? Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, what about you guys? Where where are y'all seeing the movie? Cinemark at 6 p.m. I'm the first one. I just want to rub it in again. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be sending you guys all the fake spoilers. I'm gonna be like, Dash Rendar killed Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> That would also be surprising. Right. Um, I, I'm going at 7 p.m. to my local AMC. That's the one I go to pretty much all the time. But they also have um, licensed popcorn buckets mm-hmm. and uh, uh, cups and stuff like that, too. Yeah, so. what's up with those cups? I see that there's a note in our show notes about lightsaber cups. I haven't seen those. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. So there's yeah. a 20-ounce um coke bottle uh in singapore that you can get that has mm-hmm. a you push a button on the side and oh, i've the seen those lights up yeah i don't I've know about those. the cup but i've seen the the bottles is there um, is there a lightsaber cup option through the theater i know yeah, in I the past so. at the theater i go to they have always had like i want to say for um the last jedi the they were cups that obviously had like uh, artwork on them, but then right. the topper was like a, a BB-8 for one of them, and then maybe okay. a Kylo Ren helmet for another one or something like that. Uh, I don't know what these ones are going to be, but I, I assume they'll have something yeah. similar. When I when I saw Endgame at Cinemark, I got the Avengers tin, but I got the Thanos sippy cup. It's like a nice. little like it's like a very comic version of Thanos. He's a little straw in his head, and you just. Like Yoda sipping the soup, dude. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and it just made me think. I got a popcorn tin for the solo movie, and it's a 3D, like, it's a 3D debossed solo mm. pop- popcorn tin. Chewbacca looks normal. But Alden Ehrenreich, uh, I might, if I remember, I will post a picture of what this tin looks like. It is absolutely foul. I uh, <laughs> I, I have it on one of the shelves in my kitchen. and Straight I just, to I, foul. I've just turned Alden to the back to the wall. So um, I might post a picture of that. It's terrifying, man. It's a very scary tin. Um, well, what about I the rest of you guys? I just posted those cups in the chat if you want oh, to see them. Yeah. They're right, incredible. We'll, we'll get those up on Twitter too. Um, I'm, I'm seeing the movie Thursday night at 9 at a okay. movie tavern. It's a series of theaters around the country. They uh, have full-service food and drink nice. during your movie. So and leather recliners. So Oh, yeah, beautiful. Justin, what about you? Uh, I will be at the AMC at 10 o'clock on Thursday night. So I'm seeing it late, but I've got to work. Man, you're never going to know what happens. So. so all of us are talking about it while he's watching. Yeah. That, is <laughs> a late, yeah, that is a late showing. Yeah, but uh, but it's you got to stay off your phone, night. man. Stay off yep. your phone because those first showings are going to be done by then. Um, I would imagine that that there's going to be people posting. So just oh, stay yeah. just stay careful. I'm, I'm actually going to live tweet from inside the theater if anybody wants to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've gone, yeah, I've gone uh, pretty dark during uh, the the Marvel movies because I'm like I don't I don't want to know what happens. For so sure. I've gone pretty dark during those, uh, but then I'm seeing it again Saturday. 
uh, I think six or seven or so with my wife. So we'll be going out again. So, yeah. Yeah. I got tickets to the Friday morning. So I'm doing that. I'm doing that seven o'clock and then probably doing uh, like a post show recap with the RFR dudes. Maybe we're going to jump on afterwards. And then uh, that Friday morning, I'm going to see it again. I have to see it like back to back days. I'm one of those guys kind of kind of a kind of a diehard nut fan about Star Wars, y'all. I don't ever feel like I can form a complete opinion with only one watch. I got to I got to get at least a second one to really let it sink in. Yeah, I only see the theatrical releases at, at most three times. I don't think I've seen a Star Wars movie more than three times in a theater. Um, I, I just I'm not one of those those fans that can watch it continually over time. This one I hope changes my mind. I've also never seen a Star Wars film in 3D. So I mean I don't know what that says about me, but I saw <laughs> The Force Awakens in 3D. I also I also saw it in not 3D. I I don't prefer a 3D movie. It gives me a little bit of a headache. But I'm yeah. I guess. Do they still do 3D? I haven't seen a 3D advertised in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it's gone. I I never liked it, so yeah. But I I don't remember what my point was. So continue. uh, continue. It's all good, (laughs) man. Float on my brain. Uh, It's all good. So um, I know I got my outfit. Like I mentioned, I got my spirit jersey. Are you guys wearing anything special to the premiere? I mean, I know, you know, I want to get my Rise of Skywalker on, and I want everyone at the theater to know, like, you know. I'm in with you. I'm here with you to business. see and experience. Yeah, it's business time, y'all. So I got that uh, Disney Parks uh, Rise of Skywalker spirit jersey. We all looked at those before show today. Um, it's beautiful. Nice. It's a slick yeah. jersey. Yeah, I cannot wait to, to pop that on. I got a little blue cap I'm going to wear, and uh, I'm going to feel very good about it. I'm uh, I'm wearing my mall uh, hoodie that I got at the Celebration store. You know, one, because it's probably the coolest Star Wars thing I own, and two, because Darth Maul's going to come back with Dash Rendar in this movie. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I'm it is a cool hoodie. Up, I'm going to end up with my uh, black Imperial uh, sweatshirt I just got from Hot Topic. Uh, it was oh, pretty, yeah, yeah. It's just like a crew sweatshirt. And then uh, Saturday, I'll probably have my wolf long sleeve tee on. I love that Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Yes. I, I was planning on wearing my, like, a traditional Star Wars logo, just the Star Wars, like at the beginning of the oh, movies yeah, yeah. t-shirt. But I think I'm going to wear my long sleeve Ahsoka Tano shirt that I got mm. at Celebration. Yeah. And uh, I have my my X-Wing poses that I <laughs> that actually yes. sit on my shelf as decoration. Um, and I thought about actually putting on my feet and wearing them for a night, but I don't know if I'll be able to pull <laughs> oh, the trigger yeah, dude. It'll be Those a game be day slick. decision. <laughs> I was planning on wearing the logo shirt for Rise of Skywalker, but my wife just got me the Baby Yoda Kentucky shirt, so I might wear that too. Haven't signed it. Yeah, man. All right, good, good, good. Now, Kyle, you're wearing the Ahsoka because you know clearly we both think she's going to show up in this movie. But hey, we'll save that for later on the show. We'll (laughs) drop in those little breadcrumbs. Um, I can't wait for that. All right. So the the final question I have about the lead up to this. have you guys marathoned the movies? And if so, how have you marathoned the movies? I, I'll tell you, my little tale is my girlfriend and I started marathoning these movies maybe, I don't know, three, four months ago. We are both very busy uh, people. We have very crazy schedules. Um, and it doesn't leave us a lot of time to 
to do, you know, like rewatch marathons. I can't sit there and watch 20 straight hours of movies. Um, so we were picking and choosing. There were some movies she wasn't really clear on, um, like attack of the clones. She wanted to rewatch that. Um, but we did, we hit everything. Um, and when I, I had to jump out of the house this morning, I came back, she's got force awakens on and I dude, that's a movie I can walk in any scene in the movie and just plop on the couch and enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we got our rewatch on. We are not, uh, and I repeat to probably the chagrin of Kyle, we are not rewatching Last Jedi. Um, so that is my uh, marathon story. What about you guys? <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. So so we waited too long, and we've only watched episodes one and two. And I'm not normally a, a, a chronological order guy. I'm a, more of a machete order guy myself. You which would new- be. Uh. That's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal, dude. Wow. But but I but to help uh, to help Tab understand the timeline better, we're doing uh, in order. You know, she already knows all the big plot points, so there's no there's no spoilies. You know, so right, right. and man, that An- that Anakin dialogue in that second Ooh. movie is Ooh. a it's rough so time. bad. Of course, so, it's so much so- sand. Josh, I, I got to ask, are you rewatching it on TV? I saw that TNT, uh, I was over at my parents' house uh, yesterday. My whole extended family was there. And, uh, you know, my 13-year-old nephew had Attack of the Clones on TNT. And my entire family, I mean, these are not, they're definitely not as close to Star Wars fans as I am, but they, they appreciate it. And every one of them was like, oh, Hayden is so bad. What is yeah. this? Why why does she love him? He murdered so many people. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, I I it, yeah, I don't know. No, we're watching them on Disney Plus because it's Oh, beautiful. Yeah, super yeah. easy. Um but yeah, I, it's oh, so but that's all we've gotten to and I don't know how many more we're going to get in before <laughs> before Thursday, especially with a new Mandalorian dropping on Wednesday. So that's I true. yeah, we I, she's going to I think she's going to try to watch them without me cuz I don't need to rewatch them. You know, right. busy Star Wars. Like week. I'm one of the Star Wars friends. So <laughs> yeah, that's true, baby. Uh, I'm gonna. I've got to stand up for the things I like here really quickly. And <laughs> I think the Last Jedi is awesome. And I actually watched it last week, and I watched it again today to prepare for this show, and also just because I like it. It is one of my top fav- five top five favorite. That's how you speak English. Oh yeah, that's top all five good. favorite Star Wars. So. Um, it has my respect, even if Chris doesn't love it. It has uh, my respect. It has my respect. I just don't. It just. It's not one of my favorites, and that's for a future episode. But I, I, I respect it. I we respect can dive it. into that another time. But I like oh, yeah. the last shot, and I saw it in the theater <laughs> three times. Uh, and I always watch in chronological order now. Yeah. So I yeah. think, yeah. gosh, you are insane. That's crazy. But, <laughs> no, it's a, uh, you it's know, a first viewing you thing. You can't do chronological on a first viewing no, because if, that's a hundred percent. Because yeah, that, that's what that, that's right. all I meant. Machete order on first viewing. That's all. Okay. Okay. And Tab didn't know Vader was Luke's father the first time she watched Star Wars with me. So it was like I got to relive that's that. Like with yeah, I know. Found a in there. Like that's a, a shocking moment. Actually, see. Yeah. Experience that reveal. That's unbelievable. Holy smokes! It was like um, literally like wait 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 what what like so. In the in the last week, I've watched A New Hope. I've watched The Last Jedi twice. I've lo- watched The Force Awakens twice, actually, because I think those are obviously the most most relevant. Um, and I'm going to try and get in at least the other two original trilogy and Rogue One and Sith, and then we'll see if those other two fit in. But, uh, <laughs> I might. <laughs> I'm doing something new. I'm, I'm like Chris. I'm I'm busy. I work over sixty hours a week. 
So what I've been doing is I've been putting on Disney Plus on my phone and listening to the movies oh, wow. in order. Like on my car rides, I got a 30-minute commute one way to work. You know, I can knock out 30 minutes of a movie just by listening yeah. to it. It's been pretty cool so far. That's interesting. I never, I've never done that before. I probably went a little bit different than you guys because anytime I travel, I always watch one through eight. I go back and I rewatch all the movies. Once I get to eight again, I restart right. it. And I just go through that process every single time I travel. What I went back to start watching again actually was Rebels. So I've gone through most of season two and season two ends with Twilight of the, the Apprentice. I'm right. getting close to those and I'm, I should be through the rest of it easily before um, Rise of Skywalker. But once we get to those episodes of World Between, World Between Worlds, that's when it's, I think, going to get a little interesting. So I'm kind of going back and rewatching some of that stuff. Yeah. I, actually, I actually was watching um, the Lasat um episode oh, okay yeah that, yeah it's a great that one where the yeah. mystic the ashla. And, yeah. yes and they refer to ashla and if you've read the ahsoka book she calls mm-hmm. herself ashla in the yeah. book and yeah that was I, I finally put those two things together because yeah. I, I went back and rewatched rebels and i'm like wait a minute i've heard that name before that was her pseudonym was like, that's completely new. yeah that's completely new to me as far as putting the two together so i'm and going that back was- that was George Lucas's original. I'm go. sorry, I'm stepping yep. on your point, Chris. You're that good, was George though. Lucas's yeah, no, original name for the Force. Was yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was very interesting. So I'm going back and rewatching that. It's just a little bit different, but um, I've I've enjoyed it because I forgot how much how awesome Rebels was essentially. So yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that you you brought that up because I also have told many. They go, "What do I watch to prep for this movie? What do I watch?" And I go, "The World Between Worlds arc and the Mortis arc." Mortis, and that is what you need to prep. If if you're not going to watch the animated shows, you're not familiar with the animated shows. You need to. Well, with Rebels, it's really (laughs) tough to get to World Between Worlds without watching everything before it because it is. I mean, it is a massive story, and you can't. Both of those story arcs you mentioned are two of the like kind of wildest things that happen in those shows too by a lot (laughs) yeah and it's it's the deepest mythology of the force uh explained and it was explained in canon star wars uh but the mortis arc i think is something that you can just drop right into and kind of get your your feet wet and watch it the the world between worlds i think is going to come into play in a massive massive way in this movie uh but yeah i i definitely I went back and watched a bunch of Rebels to prep for this, too. And, uh, I mean, who wouldn't, right? So, um, all right, guys. It is time. We have not done this before, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, we're going to be answering some fan questions about the Rise of Skywalker. This is the hype of Skywalker show. Yeah. I mean, four days away, and there's a lot of questions that you know uh, that have to be answered. There has There's a lot of loose ends that have to be tied up. This is, you know, not just one character's arc that's going to be completed um so needless to say there's a lot of questions and i know that we could have done this on our own but this is a star wars friend show why wouldn't we ask people to uh contribute and jump on here so with that uh we got some fan questions all right the first question 
that we had submitted to us was uh, by our friend Mike Harris. Mike Harris goes by at Sky Mauler, like Darth Maul, like the hoodie you're going to be wearing to the uh, to the the premiere, Josh. Uh, at Sky Mauler, Mike Harris. So here it goes, guys. He sent this to us uh, a while back, um, but he wa- he wants to know. He goes, "What's up, Star Wars friends? Wanted to field a question to all of you in regards to the rise of Skywalker almost being here." As of writing this email, it's just over two weeks away. Still can't believe it. This question can be for all, but I know Chris specifically has said he wasn't a fan of The Last Jedi, although I don't recall him giving any any of the reasons. He doesn't have any. Is there anything from The Last Jedi that you didn't like that could be changed by The Rise of Skywalker? And he, he prefaces Luke, Snoke. I'll give an example. Many, including myself at first, were a tad disappointed in Luke's portrayal in The Last Jedi. They had issues with his direction, didn't think it's what Luke would do, etc. But I've always thought that only two films in their trilogy, we don't know the full story yet. I think The Rise of Skywalker will add context to Luke's arc and possibly win over some who were initially rubbed the wrong way. Is there anything like that you're looking forward to in The Rise of Skywalker? Anyway, love the show. Thanks for the content. May the force be with you. Uh, once again, that's Mike Harris. He's awesome, man. Mike Harris is a good follow on Twitter. Uh, he's a huge huge uh, proponent of positivity in the fan base. So we're, we're glad to have him as a star Wars friend. And Mike, I, I mean, you know, you called me out uh, <laughs> and that's okay. I, you know, um, I am, I'm definitely a noted last Jedi, um, not hater. I'm not a hater. I don't go out of my way. to. <laughs> I don't go out of my way to hate on anybody uh, that likes the last Jedi. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Um, you asked the question, is there, is there anything from the last Jedi that you didn't like that could be changed by the rise of Skywalker? And I'm not going to sit here and say that JJ Abrams is going to retcon the last Jedi. I think there were some threads in that, that we would like to continue, but I think the entire, the entirety of the rise of Skywalker will fix and ail a lot of my ill will towards the last Jedi. And, uh, you know, and we've already talked, uh, pre-show that we want to do a last Jedi breakdown eventually. And and that's just a show that's going to have two hours plus content on its own. That's not today. Today's the hype of Skywalker. And we really want to look at what this does. I think that, you know, um, TLG is T, uh, Last Jedi is always going to have a place for for certain fans. It's going to be like the fans that like Attack of the Clones. It's a very particular set of fans who who love it, and that's cool. Uh, but I don't expect a lot of continuity from the Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker. I think that there is it, the plot got so subverted in Last Jedi that JJ is going to really get it back on track super fast, uh, or just ignore several of the plot lines altogether. Um, but regardless, I think that Luke, regard, regardless of what you thought about Luke in The Last Jedi, he's going to have one of the most prominent, if not the most prominent role in The Rise of Skywalker and in the conclusion of this saga. He he will. He absolutely will. And I think that not only will Luke um, influence Rey from beyond, he's also going to influence Ben Solo. And we're going to see a reconciliation of Luke and, and Ben Solo in the final, uh, you know, the final third of the Rise of Skywalker. So regardless of what happened in, in Last Jedi, and and those fans can own that movie forever and love it and cherish it, and that's great. 
I think we're going to see a progression of the character arc uh, on that. So, anyways, thanks for asking that question, Mike. And I, you know, I will explain my myself <laughs> on a, a future podcast about the last Jedi, and then Kyle and I are going to get on the boxing gloves and uh, yeah, happen. So, <laughs> I, I'm excited to dig into that actually. But I, I, I like you probably expect. I really enjoyed Luke's arc, and I think it worked really well for me. And it was one of my favorite things of that particular movie. But I do expect that the Rise of Skywalker will add more to that and elaborate on it and how, um, you know, he got from where he was to where he is now. Um, and I, I think we may get some, uh, more elaboration on Snoke and maybe how he was potentially manipulated by Palpatine this whole time too, because we know how, uh, Palpatine likes to play the long game. So, uh, you know, those are kind of the, the things that I'm expecting to his point, specifically Luke and Snoke to kind of get expanded on from the last movie that, you know, I think people still had some questions, whether you liked it or not. I think that I also want to know who says I've got a bad feeling about this. That's always one of my, (laughs) I think that was a, a big thing for me too, Kyle was, the Snoke story, I think just, it got cut in half. And I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Like what is ha- Like you introduce this villain and now he's all gone, all gone all of a sudden. So I think in the next one, if that is rectified or we find out something as far as why he was instrumental in Kylo's development, I think for me, that would kind of, I don't want to say redeem last Jedi, but it would certainly make me feel a little bit different kind of way towards it. Right. Um, but there were things that I did enjoy in last Jedi, which were, I love the vehicles. The vehicles were fantastic. Yep, yep. Um, I loved force ghost Yoda. That was by far probably my favorite part in that movie. Um, in the throne room, the throne room fight scene was That's awesome. one of the best fight scenes in yeah. like movie history. In my yeah, opinion, I, I it, it was the so movie, great. the movie itself, I thought, uh, was beautifully done. I loved, you know, uh, the light speed through the ships and breaking them apart and the sound dropping out. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Canto Bite, it was not one of my favorite tangents in that movie, but it, it was beautifully done as far as the setting and the location and feeding that, hey, the warmongers are still feeding this machine kind of thing. And, and for me, it was not my favorite piece of it, but it, it wasn't terribly done, so... No, and it's 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 beautiful. But do you think that those threads are going to get carried on in in this movie? Or you think they're just going to get dropped? Mm, I think some may. I think the Force Ghost Yoda obviously teaching Luke. I think will have somewhat of an impact. Yeah. Uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, and I think um, Snoke. I'm hoping Snoke is in there somewhere, and we understand a little bit more as to why he was cut so short. Yeah. I see what yeah. you did there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually think that Canto Bright bite thread has to come up because they're basically establishing that the first order has come in and they're holding these people down and they're making the locals miserable and people are unhappy under this, you know, authoritarian authoritarian system. I can't oh, even yeah. speak <laughs> English. I got but, you. I got you. Uh, um, and so nobody answered Leia's call at the end of The Last Jedi. Obviously, we know people are coming in The Rise of Skywalker. We've seen the promos. We've seen all the ships, you know. So at some point, these people are going to rise up. 
you know, and that's what that whole scene was about. That well, whole I, part. I disagree. I disagree. And then once again, we can we can spend time on this because the Cano bite scene for me was just to talk about uh, the military industrial complex, et cetera, et cetera. And really, with the with the novel Resistance Reborn, you learn a lot about how you know they reconnect with a lot of these these pockets of of resistance and fighters, and it has nothing to do with uh, with Canto bite. But anyways, regardless, let's. Uh, you know, we don't, we can't, we don't have to spend a ton of time dissecting Cano Bite. But uh, Josh, what about you, man? Like, what, what do you think? Well, yeah. In addition to, um, you know, giving us more backstory on Snoke and completing, you know, making, kind of bringing Luke's arc back to a place where we like it, um, I think that they're going <laughs> to retcon uh, Ray's uh, parentage. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, too. Um, you know, the parentage thing is something I want to touch on later in the show, too, because I have a couple different theories about the parentage. But I think they, that's something they're definitely going to retcon. And I don't think it's going to be a movie full of retcon. I think it's just going to be a few, you know, a few things here and there. And that's going to be one of the main ones. As far as Snoke, let's not forget um, there there is um, there are references to Leia. Princess Leia, General Leia, knowing Snoke prior to the the actions of the Force Awakens. So Snoke is someone that's been around for a minute. My thing is this: since Mike asked, since Mike Herrick uh, asked about this with Snoke, dude, I think we are going to learn that Snoke is actually um, some type of twisted, you know, Force sensitive clone that the Emperor put out there he you know the emperor was trying to figure out a way to clone four sensitive beings that's why snoke has the the gnarled appearance that he has basically he was just being manipulated and pulled the puppet strings were being pulled by the emperor whether it's from the world between worlds or in physical form in the unknown region so i think snoke will definitely be um at least by name uh mentioned in his backstory not backstory but at least where he came from will be mentioned I think Kyle and I are on the same page as far as we love The Last Jedi. And we like where Luke is right now. Um, the two things I want to see, I want to see uh, some backstory of Leia and her Force abilities or lack thereof. Um, mm, okay. It was kind of, it was out of nowhere in the movie. That was like my biggest gripe with it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and obviously, like like you guys, I want to see a little bit of backstory of Snoke, his actual history. <laughs> His, uh, you know, who pulled the strings per se, as we all assuming right now is Palpatine. For but sure, Leia is the big one though. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because you're right. There wasn't a lot of demonstration of Force abilities before that movie. Um, you know, I think there's we saw that scene of her in the trailers uh, that the trailers I saw on public television um, that she's holding a lightsaber, uh, the legacy saber. So I think we might get some uh, some wisdom dropped from Leia to to Ray in this new movie. So is there anything else um, you guys want to touch on before we move on to the next question? Is there anything um, any last dangling threads from the last Jedi? Because that in itself, I, I, I'll beat this into the ground. That's going to be a long show because we're definitely we have our opinions about it. Um, as I mean, it is a divisive movie. It's split fandom, um, you know, and the people that have their opinions have strong opinions. But I think once again, the theme of this this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, will be to unify. How do we unify all these different fandoms? How do Kyle and I give give each other a giant <laughs> bear hug at the end of a heated discussion about The Last Jedi, right? So it's like I think this movie is going to do it for all of us. Uh, but there's anything you guys want to add, or you guys want to move on to the next question? Let's go on. We got quite a few. Yeah. Heck yeah. Keep All rolling. right. So, 
So the next question is actually from my buddy Chad. Um, you can you can find Chad on Twitter pretty easily. He's a very uh, popular uh, Star Wars community member at uh, at Hyper Holocrons, and he sent in this question. It's actually a, a pretty cool one. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Chad from Hyperspace and Holocrons. Uh, my biggest question for Rise of Skywalker is how will JJ bring back the Emperor and still have time to wrap up the entire saga in two hours? I feel like there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in that time frame. Thanks. Dude, let me tell you, he's one of the nicest, coolest dudes, uh, and I love talking Star Wars with him, and that question was, I mean, that got right to a, a hot topic. Um yeah, do it. Yeah. Whoo! Um, and that's right up my alley because that's a tinfoil hat lane uh, that I occupy. <laughs> <Crack So. pot. laughs> um, you know, it, it, he's right. It's a, when the when the runtime got announced. I think it's like two hours and twenty some minutes or whatever. And I was really hoping for a three hour, uh, you know, marathon. And it is what it is. I think that you can still do effective storytelling in two hours. Um, you know, as as just a you know, I, I thought. I thought we were going to get a little bit more. I'm not disappointed because I think that they're going to be able to do this in that time frame. Um, I think they're going to come right out the gate with it. I think that the the story of of where we're at, you know, we, you, it's probably going to open with Ray uh, in training or whatever, you know, doing her thing, and but we're going to quickly learn about the imbalance in the Force, and um, I think that. You know, my theories, I have so many theories about how the emperor comes back, <laughs> how they reestablish it. I think probably the easiest one to 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 kind of condense because a lot of my stuff stems from Dark Empire, the Dark Empire comics and how the clone emperor came to be. Um obviously we we've all heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise, uh, unless you guys want me to repeat it for you. Um you know, we know what's going on there with his his desire for eternal life. I think the the most palatable, easy, on-screen way to tell the return of the Emperor is uh, through our good buddy, uh, General Hux, which you guys may raise an eyebrow to because he's he hasn't been prominent in any of the um, any of the promotions, any of the anything really. I mean, he's kind of been left off. He let's not forget his original J.J. Abrams portrayal of him as a brutal, you know, um, kind of a mad dictator almost someone that was you know consumed by hate and evil um and just wanted to destroy the galaxy uh this guy was you know he was pretty brutal in force awakens and then turned him into like a muppet and last jedi and kind of ruined his his arc but i think that they're going to return to form because what's going to happen is general hux is going to stop putting up with kylo ren's shit you know he's going to stop getting bullied or he's gonna, he doesn't want to get bullied anymore he's he wants to take the first order back and he knows and he has he has intelligence because if you go really deep into Star Wars lore, you know his father, uh, Brendel, was involved with Operation Cinder. You know, sending the Empire out to the unknown regions. Um, he was definitely an orchestrator of that. And then uh, Armitage Hux, General Hux, lived through Operation Cinder. And I think that he is aware of where the Emperor is. I think he's aware where these Imperial, you know, um, Star Destroyers are. And uh, not only does the Emperor feel, you know, he's 
he's the emperor. So he knows what's going on in the force. He knows there's an imbalance in the force. He's pulling strings. But I think General Hux is the one that leads either the First Order or somebody directly to maybe that ice planet that we keep seeing in the trailers where the emperor actually is, uh, which eventually leads our resistance crew to follow the First Order there. And then we're going to get that showdown where the First Order and the resistance joins forces and then battles the emperor. It's a, I mean, I guys, I can spend two hours on that theory alone. So anyway, is that crazy? Is, is General Hux bringing the Emperor back on screen, or you guys have different thoughts? Somewhat crazy, not totally crazy. Because if you, like, in the Phasma book and even in the Aftermath books, when they do talk about um, Hux's father and basically the training program for the, for the First Order troopers, um, in the Phasma book, you find out how what happens to him, uh, essentially right. how he dies. Um, and that's very important because to your point, it establishes his son's arc and it makes him out to be a very, very bad dude. And it kind of got to your point erased in the last Jedi. Cause he was basically a joke in the last right. Jedi. Right. So I, I could see that coming back into play a little bit more where he's, I'm tired of being pushed around exactly. and that, that weighs in on it. But I think for me, the big thing would be, uh, if you go the route of the world between worlds, and it's from essentially Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. You yes. have to find a way to introduce that into the movie in a timely way because the casual fan that only watches the movies does not pay attention to Rebels and does not pay attention to Clone Wars, and that's going to be a problem. So you have to like get him in somehow uh, and explain that of how the Emperor could return through the world between worlds. Dude, okay, I had to jump in here real quick. The world between worlds is my actual emperor theory, um, and it's just too long to tell. And the 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 fights that I've gotten in about how I've gotten my most passionate friends, even my dude Jimmy Mack at Rebel Force Radio, we dude, he just can't wrap his head around how quickly you can establish world between worlds in cinema. And if you watch any of the Clone Wars, watch the Clone Wars episode where they introduce the world between worlds, where Qui-Gon Jinn starts talking about, uh, you know, living from beyond. It takes less than three minutes of total screen time to establish what this is. And for anyone, any Star Wars fan to say like, like, well, I don't know, man. Like, that stuff's kind of heavy. You got to really establish that. It's like, dude, everything in Star Wars is kind of crazy, and it doesn't need a ton of explanation for the casual fans. I think you can establish what the world between worlds is with 10 minutes or less of screen time. It is you already know what force ghosts are. You know they live from beyond. All you need to do is just show them going through a portal. You need a MacGuffin to get them to the portal. And then you go to the portal and then you're like, dude, you're in the world between worlds and you can have all the different force ghosts. You can have all the different voices. Anyways, Justin, I think you're spot on. That is my actual emperor theory. I think the world between worlds comes into play because let's not forget the emperor was obsessed with getting in there uh, with Ezra Bridger. And I think that he unlocked a way to get in there post-Rebels. I mean, just to add, I established that the Millennium Falcon was one of the fastest ships in the galaxy based on him telling me he made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. That took three seconds. <laughs> yeah, hell yes. Hell yes. Point made. Um, I think if it's not World Between Worlds, um, we might see one of those um, one of those droids that have the Emperor's face. A Sentinel. Oh, the Sentinel. Yeah, droid. Sentinel. Love I wanted to, to say that. Centurion. I, I knew that was wrong. That. So it might be one of them showing up and leading them there, or like Kylo feeling a call. Um, but I think whatever way, 
whatever way the emperor comes back, I think he's going to bond villain it. And just, he's going to have a short monologue that explains like, I've yeah. been pulling the strings the whole time, or this is, I went through the world between worlds or yeah, whatever it is. I think he's, he's just going to monologue it and, and it'll, and it'll fit and it'll be fine. Oh yeah. The subtitles will just be loud cackling and it's just going <laughs> to, you know, doing his little thing. Yeah. I think Josh, you're right. I, there is so much to cover in for what by today's standards is a relatively small amount of time in a movie. Um, I think he's going to have some exposition and just kind of lay it on the line. And this is what happened. And we're going to all accept it and move on. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I think it's going to work just fine because I think they're going to be able to pull it off. But um, I I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be something we figure out throughout the whole movie. I think we're going to find him and he's going to say, this is how I got here and this is what I've been doing. And that's sort of how it's going to go. Um, I don't, I don't know about the world between worlds. My, uh, my whole, my opinion has always been that like, it's going to be more of a Darth Maul situation and through the power of the force and uh, his hate and anger, he was able to keep himself alive and he went out to uh, maybe these unknown regions or something that he's also been kind of obsessed with and hidden out and rebuilt his forces and been planning and scheming and, you know, playing his long game like he does and waiting for his moment. That's going to come up. You know, I, I don't know about Hux necessarily. I, I felt differently. I felt like he was reacting the only way he could to Poe Dameron and, and uh, uh, Kylo and Snoke in that movie. And I think those people were all behaving in the way that we expected them to. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, it, it worked for me. I don't, I, I think it Poe did to him exactly what he did to Kylo the first time they met and how else would Hux have reacted? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily fair to say. I think the easiest guess would be the world between worlds or a clone of him would be like the easiest assumptions. I think no matter what we say, we're all going to be wrong on this. I think JJ's yeah, I hope we are. Yeah. Obviously yeah. smarter than all of us. Yeah. That's why he's making these movies. And I can't wait to see what his story he came up yeah. with to you know, see it. I don't think I, any of us are going to be right on this. No, I do think that we're. I don't. The thing that I've been kicking myself around about is that I, I don't. I've had this emperor clone theory for a year now, and I've I've really been dead set on it since the the end of Last Jedi. Once they killed Snoke, I mean, literally the moment they killed Snoke, I said, "Oh, okay, who's the big bad? What's happening here?" And then I thought about it. I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a saga tale. Palpatine is clearly going to be the villain." And I I developed all these theories around it. I do think that we're going to get clone Palpatine in some form or multiple clone Palpatines. I feel that Ray may also be an experimental clone. Maybe not Ray herself, but maybe that dark Ray that we saw in the trailers. I think that clones is going to be a nice bow tie on the entire saga. You're going to bring all that back into play. Um, but yeah, the Emperor, I think might be from beyond i think he might be trapped in the world between worlds and is using these proxy clones like snoke or like dark ray or whatever to carry out his his bidding um you know when vader threw him that that reactor shaft um did he actually explode in the reactor or did he just turn himself over to the force you know is that because you don't see the body explode into the reactor core you just see a bunch of like blue mist right and who knows what happens when you turn your body over to the world between worlds and i think you know we might actually see them you we might actually see that scene play out because don't forget jj had filmed um you know a bespin battle 
he recreated the Bestman battle and it ended up getting cut. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him to film a Return of the Jedi sequence where you see the Emperor just poof, turn into blue, you know, mist and go into the world between worlds. And that's where he's trapped. And that's where he's orchestrating his clone army from behind the the, the wall there. I don't know. Another crazy thought. I, I, just, I had a thought while when Kyle brought up his point about, you know, using the power of the Force to keep himself alive. I think there there's one thing that we have seen that lays a little bit of credence to that maybe being true is the fact that we know that we see the death star ruins so like if he is where the ruins of the death star are we don't know that that's where he is but we know we see those it would make sense that he's there where like he survived that somehow through the power of the force and he's still there you know hiding i don't know or they went there because they're tracking him yeah yeah i'm I'm really interested he was there when it when it crashed onto that planet yeah, this is going to be fascinating how they unravel this. Um, is there anything we haven't touched upon the Emperor that you guys want to chat about? Um, we good? Well, thank you, yeah. Chad, at Hyper Holocrons. That's why my buddy. We're going to be going to Galaxy's Edge uh, the day before Celebration 2020, so I'm pretty stoked. He's a good dude to hang out with. All right, on to the next question here. Uh, we got a user from – or a listener, sorry, uh, um, a listener from SoundCloud, Josh Laws. Uh, and I actually know Josh, he's a good dude, uh, but he listens to us on SoundCloud here, and he sent us an email, says, Bright Sun, Star Wars friends, just want to say that you guys are awesome, and I really enjoy the podcast and the great conversations. Definitely feel at home when I'm listening in. Questions. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, yeah, no, Josh is great, man. He, yeah. yep. uh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> questions. Here we go. Could this really be the end? Will Disney just focus on side stories and fill in like we're seeing with Rogue One or Solo? Or will there be another saga down the line? And a bonus question, which I appreciate. Could we see an appearance from Mando and the baby gremlin? Cheers and force be with you all, Josh. So thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to us on SoundCloud. Um, You know... I don't know, guys. We know that there's going to be more films because they announced a, a new film coming out in 2022. Um, you know, we heard a lot of rumors about a Knights of the Old Republic style movie. Um, do I think they're going to do more uh, Star Wars story movies? I don't think so. I my my gut is telling me this. Um, my gut is telling me that Kevin Feige, who is now involved with Lucasfilm, is going to be the one to develop these movies, and they're going to transition Kathleen Kennedy out of her role. And I think we're going to see a very uh, – we're going to see a new hero. I don't know if it's going to be someone we know like a Kyle Katarn or a Bastila Sean or anything like that. I, I think that um, this is not the end. I think there will be another, and I think that it's going to be a Kevin Feige-esque saga. I don't know. It might not even be a trilogy, but I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're getting any more uh, Star Wars stories for the big screen. I think we'll probably get those for Disney+. And that's where the focus is going to be is on Disney+. We're, we're getting Kenobi, Cassie and Andor. They might do a you know a small four, four-part solo. Which would be tight, you know, as a little solo sequel would be tight. Um, but yeah, I don't think that this is the end of of Disney. I don't, or I don't think this is the end of Star Wars movies through Disney. Um, you know, but the bonus question: we're, Are we going to see Mando and the baby Gremlin uh, in the Rise of Skywalker? I'm just going to put out a hard no. I'm going to put out a hard <laughs> no on that one. Agreed. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know that we're going to see those two. I think their story is just too new. Um, they have their own story to tell right now. 
And I, I'm hoping it's going to be a long story over TV <laughs> over the next couple of years. Um, but I, I do think this will be the end of the Skywalker. Or this I said Skywalker. <laughs> it is the end of the Skywalker saga for a little while. For a little while. I think they're going to go away from it. Let's explore some other things. Um, there's other stories that can be told in the Star Wars universe because, as we know, it's a very expansive universe, For and sure. that's not a bad thing. We all we all love Star Wars. We all love different things about it. It's it doesn't have to just be about Skywalkers. That's it. Like it doesn't have to just be about that. So let's get into some of the other stuff and let's see what's out there. I uh, I agree. I think this is going to be the end of the Skywalker saga films in that. They're not going to be about people who are related to Anakin Skywalker anymore. You know, I think the movies involving those people are done. I think the word Skywalker may come up still in the future if they if they choose to use it um, in some other way. And I think there's ways they could do that. But I uh, actually read an interview with Kathleen Kennedy today that said um, they are not going to commit to doing trilogy films anymore in the future. They're going to kind of keep their options open and let the stories dictate what they need. So if it's going to be a one-off film, then it's one. If it needs four, then it'll get four. And I anticipate them just kind of taking it on a case-by-case basis and and developing whatever they think needs to be developed. And I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, started developing multiple characters and created kind of a whole universe within some section of the star Wars timeline, uh, sort of how the Marvel universe is right now. Uh, I think people really like that broad, long form sprawling type of thing. And I wouldn't be shocked to see star Wars do something like that. I'm with you. I'm with you guys. I think we're done with the Skywalkers and we're, they'll definitely continue to make films that go together. But I, I just also wanted to let um, Josh know that you know we'll make sure not to uh, feed Baby Yoda after midnight or get him wet, you know. Cause <laughs> Don't <laughs> let him get a bath. <laughs> I think the Skywalker movie all at all is completely done. Um, I hope never to see another movie about a Skywalker. Wow! That, you know, it, it's episode nine episodes is over with. We need a fresh new start. Okay. I, I I need to see Old Republic. I need it. I want yeah. it. I've been wanting it forever. <laughs> like, I I think with Kyle's point of view of the MCU and having like the whole broad spectrum and there's so many different characters back then that they can go off of and kind of do their own thing with. See, I I definitely want Old Republic too, and I think that we will eventually get an Old Republic uh, movie. There's no way you can't. You have such a rich history. Um, you know, a thousand generations live in us, and they, they got to explore that whole thing. And um, I think they're going to go past before they go future. Um, but what's what's crazy is. Um, you know, I've heard some people say, well, now that Kevin Feige's here, do you think they're going to do a Marvel Star Wars crossover and Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they no. meet up with Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. It's like, what, dude? No, no. OK, I'm all about like um, a, an X-Men meets Avengers crossover. I'm not all about any of them meeting my Star Wars uh, crew. Like, no way, dude. No, so, are, too much. yeah, you guys against the Marvel Star Wars crossover? That's a hard no for me. There's an, There's an episode of Power Rangers. There's an episode of Power Rangers where they meet the Ninja Turtles. I'm just saying. Oh, how awesome was that show? It was terrible. It was not that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there will be more movies. Is there going to be a saga like the Skywalker saga? No, no, nothing ever in cinematic history will be like the Skywalker saga. And I mean, I don't even know what other franchises you can point to that have everything that we have with Star Wars. It is the greatest fairy tale of our of our lifetime. And it has spawned so much that nothing will ever touch it. So, no, I don't think we're going to see another saga. Um, so to Josh's question, like, yeah, they're going to continue it, but it's not going to be anything like we've known in the past. Um, have you seen the Rocky films? <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Yo, Adrian. Come on, Rock. Come on, Rock. We're going to kill him to death. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now, is, are we going to get a Rocky Star Wars crossover? Is that what you're getting at? If he does, he does. Yeah, I mean, when when Kyle said earlier that it was the greatest fight scene ever, I was like, "Did you see Rocky Four? <laughs> yeah, I was. You know, um, I'll give you I'm waiting the for the boxing scene. <laughs> if we're going to do that, we got to go back to Min Ban during the solo movie, and the Expendables got to pop over one of those trenches, dude. And Tobias Beckett joins that crew. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, all right, are we good on this question? Yeah, let's keep going. Cool. All right. So the next question we got here is from uh, Chris P. And he uh, follows us on yeah Chris P. Yeah, he hits a, he uh, follows us on Instagram at Lee Chris P. Le Chris P. Um, and he sent over this question: Will we see Kylo redeemed if he realizes that Palpatine has manipulated him? If so, does he help the Resistance to destroy the Sith but continue to flow with the darkness? Or possibly, could we see Rey tempted by the darkness and Kylo redeems her? That's a really mature, awesome uh, question. Uh, with all the content and all the conversation out there, I really like this question a lot because it it kind of grounds the the conversation a little bit. It doesn't. It's not an extreme uh, viewpoint. He's asking a really serious question here. I I'm gonna be very clear. I know you can hashtag Ben Demption all you want. Um, <laughs> I mean, for real, you know, it's just like every time I see Ben Demption on social media, I'm just like, okay, okay, I understand you want to be redeemed because you might write fanfic about him and you have a crush on him or you want him to be with Ray. You want him, you know, this is your prince and your princess story and this is the love story that you want to see happen or for whatever reasons you want him to be redeemed. That's fine. That is totally fine. My question is this, though, when we talk about redemption, who who does he have to be redeemed to? Like who in whose eyes is he being redeemed? The only thing that makes sense to me, if Ben Solo is going to be redeemed, he's going to be redeemed in the eyes of the Force, and um, that's really all that matters in the grand scheme of this saga. And it's this massive saga, and we're going to look at you know the Mortis arc, the father, the uh, brother, and the sister, and the light side and the dark side, the balance, right? If if we want Kylo to be redeemed just so he can give a kiss to Ray, I mean, is uh, sure, okay, fine, like that's that's okay. But the larger picture is, w- Palpatine controls so much of the dark side, the balance of the dark side, and we know that he's still around for this movie. Ben Solo is going to have to be redeemed in the eyes of the Force so he can join with Rey. And whether that is through a love connection or whatever, that remains to be seen. And I'm going to be fine with whatever route they go. But if if Ben if hashtag Ben Demption comes true, he's going to redeem himself through a uh, dramatic act of kindness that sw- that sways the balance of the force, so that Ray, Kylo, Anakin, Luke can all finally um, 
you know, shut down the emperor and potentially bring balance to the force. But then it leads to the question, oh, well, you got too much light side. I don't know. Like, I do. This is what we're going to find out. Right. But I think that the only way that they can take down the emperor and to, and to kind of knock down because right now Kylo's tipping the scales. He, you know, he's 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 in between. He's he's got that. You know, I'm a I want to follow in the steps of Vader, but then I'm you know I don't want to kill my mom and I you know whatever I want to save Ray. But I really think that if that if Ben Demption uh, does happen, it's going to be you know only to offset the the balance of the force and not necessarily to to push a, a romance narrative. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't think he's going to be redeemed for uh, romance sake with Ray. I think it might be maybe a dying wish of his mother or something happens to Leia that, you know, makes him, you know, realize who he really is. Um, I think Leia has a bigger part in this than Ray does. That's just my personal opinion on Ben. I, I do expect Ben to be redeemed personally. I don't think he's going to have any kind of romantic relationship with Ray. I think they're connected. I don't think they're connected in that way. Um, but I think he's uh, following a similar arc to Vader's. He fell to the dark side. And I think in the end, he is going to be redeemed. And sort of like you said, in the in the eyes of the Force, he's going to be redeemed in that he has not fallen to the dark side anymore. I don't think that's going to be because he's trying to uh I, I don't know, impress somebody or get on and be redeemed in the eyes of an individual. I think he's going to right, be redeemed right. for himself. He's going to choose to do the right thing. Agreed. And then I have a whole like big thing on the balance of the force. And the only reason there needs to be, um, you know, the Sith balance, the Jedi is because the Jedi had kind of lost their way and they're trying and, and mm-hmm. their failures are why the Sith rose and, and, I, I believe that potentially, and I think this might get into our next question a little bit, the whole end game is that the new order of Force users are, are have learned from the mistakes of the Jedi. And I feel like that's kind of the lesson we've been given throughout the movies in that the, yes. the, new, yes. the new order of these Force-sensitive kind of monks, if you will, I don't yeah. even want to call them Jedi, um, they won't lead to the rise of Sith because they just study and try to be yeah. in touch with the will of the Force. They're not they're not tipping the scales because they're the center. You know what yes. I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. That's sort of how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, and we finally agree on a massive point, Kyle. Everything <laughs> you just said, I am in total agreement with. Uh, and I think they're going to call themselves the Skywalkers. That's one of I my agree big predictions that. is yeah. that they're no longer Jedi or Sith. They're going to be Skywalkers and they're going to balance that, that, that light and dark. That was my yeah. first knee-jerk reaction at Celebration when the name was announced, and I think that still is. I still think that's going to kind of be what pans out. Oh, oh, I can't wait, dude! I just got more goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I think because I, I don't think I think Ben when he originally went, he chose that path right for more power and to become that. So I don't think he would, per the question, right? I don't think he's going to. Um, be redeemed because he feels Palpatine manipulated him. He wanted that in the beginning. So I don't think that's why he would be redeemed. I think it's something clearly that pushes him beyond, Hey, this is really, really bad. I have to fix this. So I think that's why. Um, But I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to Ray, because if they are so intertwined with each other, 
if something happens to him, can something happen to Ray? Because we've clearly seen they're able to bond and touch through the force. It's almost like a yin and a yang or um, right. like a Harry Potter and uh, Voldemort thing where they're, they, they need each other essentially to exist. So I, I'd be interested in seeing what happens more to her if something happens to Ben in that redemption. So, you know, you brought up the the one has to exist with the other, and it, it poses the question, was Rey a birth uh, manipulated by the Emperor, um, or was she a manipulated birth in some capacity like Anakin was? Uh, and, and obviously the comic, uh, the Star Wars comics kind of alluded to the Emperor uh, manipulating midi-chlorians and Shmi to give birth to Anakin. You know, who knows what, what Rey's story is going to be? That's still a huge arc that has to be told. And I, you know, um, there's a lot there. But the other part to um, Chris's question here, um, does he does he help the resistance destroy the Sith uh, and continue to flow with the darkness? I think that we're going to see the First Order and the resistance gang up on whatever forces the Empire or the Emperor has, which might be the the Empire or whatever he calls it. Who knows, man? I'm just absolutely fascinated to see what army he has in waiting Um, are they clones are they the chiss right i mean there is endless possibilities with what he has stored in the unknown regions because as we know from reading the aftermath books there wasn't a lot of people he took out there i mean there were a lot of star destroyers but you got to think it's it's 30, 30 years down the road now. Um, what does he have in store? Is it a is it a separatist droid style army? Is it a combination of droids and clones? Um, I thought when we got the Sith trooper reveal that that was actually what the Emperor's you know new troopers look like. Not necessarily a First Order like elite trooper. How many how many iterations of elite troopers does the First Order need? I thought the red armor was specifically just for the Emperor. Um, but who knows? And then, uh, the last part of his question is, um, you know, could we see Ray get tempted by the darkness and Kylo redeems her? I think that dark Ray that we saw in the trailer is a clone. And I think that the trailer where you see the floating throne, what we presume is the emperor's throne is floating towards Ray, that it's not actually the emperor sitting on that throne. It's actually dark Ray. And she has to battle herself um at at some point in this movie and then that is where kylo steps in to help defeat the dark ray um that was a clone created by the emperor just another tinfoil hat sorry guys <laughs> tip tinfoil hat um <laughs> I, i'm i'm on board for most of everything that everybody said i but i think one thing that i think is going to happen that wasn't touched on um is i think force ghost anakin or world between Anakin in some form has to is gonna yeah. is gonna have something to do with Ben's redemption, you know, and, and it, some you know some Star Wars version of like why are you trying to be like Vader? Vader was wrong. I should know. I know the guy. I was the guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, it's so. like that from the Force Awakens when he says, um, "Yeah, I'm trying to complete what you started." He's talking to the melted helmet or whatever. I think you know it's gonna come back to that and. Anakin, some version of Matt or or Hayden or somebody is going to say, what, "What do you mean? I did. That's never what I wanted." Right. You know. Yeah. I want to go back to what Chris just said about the First Order, or, the, or excuse me, the Sith Trooper. So, are you viewing the Sith Trooper in the red armor as not necessarily somebody fighting with the First Order in Kylo Ren, but maybe a trooper, or like they're the Emperor's trooper, or they're a trooper to fight the Sith? 
Oh, they, oh, that's a good point. I had when you said that, that's where I kind of went with it. Like, wait, maybe the red armor Sith trooper isn't to serve Kylo Ren. It's for the first order to fight the Sith. Yeah, now, yeah. Sith the merch the to merch, combat the Sith. Yeah, it has like merch, some type of force blocking ability. Yeah. The the merch has them linked to Kylo Ren though. The back of the figure says that they work for Kylo Ren and there's shirts at Hot Topic with gotcha. that's a Sith Legion with him and this but, um, well, could they could they is, be his troopers specifically designed to combat the Sith? Yeah, like these are my Sith right. troopers. I got my stormtroopers. I got my Sith troopers. Well, for the or, Sith. or or for any matter, they they just can battle any force sensitive user. But he just happens to so battle the Sith at that moment in the movie. Um, yeah, because we have seen you know there are there are elements in the Star Wars galaxy where that can protect you from force abilities. Um, I don't know. That's a really that's a really good uh, angle that you spun there. I like that, um, Josh. You touched on the Anakin thing. Um, I have a whole theory I want to touch on with the with the uh, the Skywalker family. We're sure you do. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add on to this this fascinating question from Chris? I don't actually think good one though that Dark Ray is going to be a clone. But if we can get two Daisy Ridleys on the screen at one time, <laughs> I I could get behind that. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so you guys ready to move on to the next question? We still got a whole bunch more. There's so many rolling through here. Um, this one is actually, so, um, no secret to you guys. I do another podcast called no one is listening. And, uh, my co-host, my good friend, Dave, um, who is not a noted star Wars fan, but he is, he's a, he appreciates it. And, uh, you know, he has his own spin on it, but he sent over a voicemail that he wanted to ask a question on our show tonight. Hey guys, this is Dave from the No One Is Listening podcast, the Superior podcast, and I had a question for you. Do you think that when Ray finally betrays Kylo Ren, that she's going to do it with a sweet chin music and then throw him through the barbershop window? <laughs> so classic, this Dave. freaking guy. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, um, dude. <laughs> I'd love to see Ray give Kylo's some sweet chin music, right? He deserves it. <laughs> right through the barbershop window, dude. <laughs> Why I oughta... <laughs> Ray's just a sexy boy. Oh, yeah, dude. So, you know, um, do we think that she's going to do the sweet chin music? I don't know, man. I'm more of a Pearl River plunge, Ahmed Johnson style finishing Stop. move. Stop. Ahmed Johnson. Garbage. Garbage. No, that that is kind of you know what Dave's on to something, man. It like, <laughs> what is Ray's finishing move? What what would it be, right? Like, is it a staff? Like, does she use her staff or does she use a lightsaber? What is Ray's finishing move? Is what she did to that rock that that poor helpless rock on Octo? Uh, <laughs> she slices in half. That's yeah. her. <laughs> right. What would Ray's finishing she, move be? She's gonna come in while Kyle's getting his ass kicked by Palpatine. And it's gonna look like she's gonna save the day. She's gonna tag she's in. Gonna, no, she's gonna drop the leg drop on him. Oh, stinky leg drop! Organization dude. of Sith, baby. <laughs> uh, Josh, you're a wrestling dude. What's her finishing move? People's elbow. The most electrifying move in all wrestling. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. <laughs> well, you're all gonna be disappointed when she comes out with the mandible claw and just oh, right yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> Pulls her sock off, puts yeah. it on her hand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, so yeah, the lightsaber is kind of like a kendo stick, right? So you know, you know a how that's bit like salmon. Work. 
she's from the desert. The sock is full of sand, and everybody knows if you have Skywalker blood, sand, sand is like your kryptonite. So yeah. he could, he could never one. withstand the sandy sock mandible claw. <laughs> <laughs> so, She's going to roll out, hold it up, and go, ho, and smack oh, it across the yes. back like hacksaw. Doggin style, baby. I love it. Yeah, that's a that was totally a Dave question. So uh, if you guys enjoyed Dave's humor, you can check him out on our other podcast. No one is listening. He uh, yeah, he's the funny or one on the show. Yeah. So well, I was I was just gonna say Chris has too much class to plug his other uh, podcast. So <laughs> I'll tell you it's pretty good. But he he beat me to the punch. So it's a uh, it's a fun one. It's totally different from uh, Star Wars Friends. It's totally different. Um, but you know, it's uh, Dave is Dave is a funny guy and you guys will be able to meet him at some point. You guys are gonna love him. Uh, should have him on. He can, um, you know, whatever. We might have him on Wednesday. We might have him on Wednesday, and that would be a that's going to be an interesting one. So our Mandalorian recap, because as if you guys are listening and don't know, just heads up, Mandalorian's dropping an episode before Rise of Skywalker. Um, so it's dropping Wednesday. Uh, so Tuesday at midnight, it'll be available Wednesday morning for all us East Coasters. So anyway, all right, guys, um, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, this is submitted via email uh, by Brett at Mr. Zup, also uh, a, a friend of mine, someone I've known for a long time. Um, but he hit me up here. I've been rewatching all the films back to back, starting with episode one, seeing the Emperor in the prequels and then seeing him in, seeing him in Return of the Jedi. How can he foresee everything but not Vader picking him up and tossing him into a pit so easily? Could that have been part of the plan? Make everyone think he's dead. Uh, so that's Brad at Mr. Zup sent us that question. I kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, you know, the emperor, as you guys have already alluded to, plays a long game. He's a master manipulator, master uh, politician. He, you know, he took over the friggin' galaxy and never dropped a, a leg on anybody. You know, he kind of just worked behind the scenes to um, put himself into power. Uh, he, you know, at some point realized he was force sensitive. He used that to his advantage. Um, but I think it was it was all part of the plan to get thrown down the, the reactor shaft on Death Star 2. I think that um, in, order to, in order to be the ultimate power, in the entire universe, he, the Emperor knew that he needed Vader to help him defeat Luke because Luke was the he was the the balance on the light side that was too much for the Emperor to handle on his own. It was kind of uh, one of those things that you know Luke and Leia. If Luke, you know, and Leia teamed up against just the Emperor, it was going to be all over. Um, so th the Emperor was just like, "All right, dude, you know what? I'm just going to go do Operation Cinder. You can throw me down this pit. I'm just not going to even fight it." Which clearly, I mean, it was like the weakest destiny. You know, this dude didn't even put up a fight. He had little sparklers out of his fingertips and let himself get thrown down the shaft. And I think that was all part of the plan to. Then get Operation Cinder put into place, which is basically dismantling of the Empire as we know it, causing chaos in the galaxy, and then taking his all his best resources, his best generals, his best admirals, his best star destroyers, and then hiding them in unknown regions. And, you know, to wait, to I guess wait for a time where he can emerge to offset the balance of the force again and kind of take over. Um, I think that. He was he was he knew how to get in the world between worlds. He knew how to get into that. I think that was, as I discussed earlier, how he got into that is through that that blue mist that kind of uh, emanated from the reactor core. Um, 
but I think he, he, you know, he's using it to influence beings like Snoke. Um, and I think he was just waiting, waiting for the right time to pounce. So yeah, this was all part of his plan. I think it's all part of his plan. And like the, the galaxy's safe. The emperor's gone. Oh, yay. Oh, we're great. And then, you know, he puts the first order into place, kind of dips his toes in the water again, but he still has his army in the wait, uh, while he lets the first order do all his dirty work for him, uh, and kind of, you know, um, I guess just misdirect the galaxy as a whole. I'm I'm with you. I think he's a he's a long he's a long con guy, and I think that that's probably the case. But if if we do want to look like to play devil's advocate to it and think that if it, if it's not the long con and he did just get bested, I think the explanation for that is that like Vader Vader is so powerful because of his emotions because he hates himself he hates the emperor and a lot of this is flushed out in like the other media like it like he's so powerful because he he thrives on that so like for vader to have conflicting emotions and like be thinking about killing the emperor in that moment i think is a normal thing for vader so i think like him Mm. the emperor feels that but he doesn't necessarily think that's going to happen because vader you know is is in that headspace all the time and that's sort of the nature of the Sith, right? Is that the the apprentice is always considering how they're going to overthrow the master. Right. You know, that's exactly. their whole dichotomy. But I, I like that answer a lot. I I thought of it kind of like how um, Snoke went down. You know, Yoda and has told us that visions of the Force are hard to interpret. It's not like you're just watching a movie, right? You're getting visions and impressions and images and all these kinds of things and it's it's difficult to interpret. So I thought maybe when he felt like he was feeling um, Luke turning to the dark side and and taking out Vader to to take his place next to the Emperor, what he was really feeling was Vader turning back to the light and taking out Palpatine mm, to stand by his son. Yeah, you know he I I think he potentially just he got his impression and he through his own hubris and his arrogance, he felt like he has everything under control and he's read it. This is going exactly according to his plan. And he just misread it because it didn't go the way he expected mm. the way things always have. Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> I'm super smart. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Chris no, doesn't know, but it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I think he could see it coming. He just didn't know whether it would be Vader or Luke, one of the two, but either right. way, I think he had the plan in place that if it was, you know, if they did best Luke, Vader is still there. If it was Vader that did it, he's going to turn Luke and it's going to be all hunky dory and right. or something down the road would come along. So I think he knew it because he clearly manipulated Anakin early on. He knew, they were going to come in. He knew they were going to try to take over. He pulled Anakin's strings to get him to do what he wanted to do. So his knowledge of the Force is great. Um, is it always clear? Probably not. But can he see very, very far? I think so. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, there's a lot that we can dissect with the Emperor's mas- master plans, and I think that that you know it's going to be established pretty quickly. And like I said, I think my my prediction is we're going to see a cut back to Return of the Jedi at some point. So, is there anything else you guys want to touch on this one as far as the Emperor's long plan? Um, you know, kind of hiding out in the unknown regions, or are you guys all good on that? I can't good. wait to find out. Though. 
Yeah, I can't wait either. All right, so let's move on to the next one here. Uh, thanks, Brett, for sending that. So uh, once again, thanks at Mr. Zup on Twitter. This next question comes from Andy B. It was submitted to uh, our email, show at StarWarsFriends.com. So if you got questions, uh, please send them to show at StarWarsFriends.com. And it reads like this. Hey, guys, with the Skywalker saga coming to an end, I'm sure it will be some time until we see another epic Star Wars saga. In the event one does come, would you want it to be an original concept or something from the extended universe? Uh, personally, I would like to see a series of films centered around Kyle Katarn or set around the Old Republic. I was curious what your take would be. Have a great holiday and keep up the stellar work. Andy. So, yeah, thanks, Andy. I love um, this question. Yeah, this is a great question. Um, you know, we kind of already talked about this, but I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I was if I was developing a movie, uh, and who's to say I'm not, um, but <laughs> um, I would say <laughs> there's a couple things here. I want to see, uh, for selfish reasons, I want to see Solo continued in Disney Plus form. Um, I would like to see four episodes of Solo um, to just explain his, you know, his rendezvous with Jabba the Hutt. Okay, that's okay. Selfish or not, whatever. But I think if we're going to go cinematic and we're going to see a continuation of films, maybe not Kyle Katarn. I think Kyle Katarn is a very interesting character, um, no doubt. But I want to see Revan, who I think is a far more um, conflicted character, someone who has a a richer story to, to tell on a larger scale. And I think this is where Kevin Feige comes in. He can take a character, you know, like Thor and actually make him interesting. Um, you know, I know, I, you know, I, I, um, but here's my thing. Uh, and he did, I love the Thor movies and, you know, I, I definitely, I'm a Marvel fan, so I don't want to anyone to think differently. But what I, what I meant by that is, you know, the Thor comics, in my opinion, as a casual fan, weren't anything outstanding. And Revan, for the casual Star Wars fan, may not know too much about him or may not, you know, might know that Revan exists, looks cool, Thor looks cool. But when you really tell the story of Revan, especially through cinema, it's something that will be very special. Um, the the very um, deep dark of my heart wants a Thrawn Ezra Sabine Ahsoka uh, movie, but that's just absolute wishful thinking. I don't think we're ever going to see that. But my goodness, uh, in my deepest recesses, I want that Thrawn Ezra Sabine story told. You know. Uh, well, first of all, Thor is awesome, and people have known that since like the seventh century. So I can send you some comic books, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I. I personally like the way they have uh, previously brought some characters from the old EU or Legends or whatever you want to call that into the stories. I think the way they did it with Thrawn and Rook was really like mm-hmm, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it was smooth and natural. And um, I don't know that I want to see any of those old stories like shoehorned into the new canon or or remade. But I do like when some of those more interesting characters like Thrawn, like Revan, like uh, I don't even want to name drop other stuff because uh, you guys know way more. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of beloved EU characters that I think would be cool to bring in. But I don't necessarily want to remake um, an old novel or an old comic book or something like that just to, you know, bring that thing back. Because that media still does exist, you know. Right, uh, right. I, I'm with you, though. My number one thing is I, I need to know what happened with uh, Sabine and, and Ahsoka going to look for Ezra, but that to me is as close to a guarantee as you can get because there's no way the epilogue would have ended that way if we were never going to touch on it. I think that's going to come back as a cartoon. 
I think I think they'll he'll I think Felonial will continue it in the same style, and maybe it'll be a maybe to be a cartoon feature like the like the original Clone Wars oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool. But so I yeah I want to I am just like you, Kyle. I want to bring EU characters back if there's a way to make them fit the narrative. I don't want retellings of stories we already know, um, and. I think Old Republic and Revan and everything in that everything in the the like classical Jedi Sith era is is perfect because it doesn't ha- doesn't really rely on Skywalker saga at all and they could literally I mean it's literally it could literally be Game of Thrones with lightsabers in the Force which mm-hmm. I've it would just print money. Oh totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So uh, my number one wish for a Star Wars franchise or uh, saga would be a Bane trilogy oh he's already canon he's already canon through clone wars yeah you know and i think dave batista would be an amazing cast for that oh that would be solid that would be crazy he's already big as they describe him in the stories yeah he already has a dark tone to him i think he'd be a great great for that role now are we ever go ahead josh go ahead no no go ahead you had a more question right to vic yeah i think I think those that that Bane trilogy is maybe one thing that they could just make straight from the story, like the the like the, did not take it much to flip Josh. It doesn't. Well, I but he made me he made me realize those were good, and I don't like you could make it without it affecting anything else. That's the trick, right? Is without right. affecting the other established canon. Yep. So so I think we are in in dire need of a Star Wars musical. Fellas, I think that that is on the horizon. I'd watch it. I can't believe it hasn't happened already. <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda uh, puts pen to paper, works with John Favreau, and establishes the next uh, Star Wars musical that takes over the the galaxy far, far away. Max Rebo makes an appearance. Our buddies uh, Figger and Dan and the Modal Nodes that provide the soundtrack. I think that once again, like an you old Republic movie, yeah, I, dude, I think I'm gonna call up my boy Lynn Manuel tomorrow, and we'll make it happen. So I think that's the one movie that we're missing out of out of everything we have so far no I'm, clearly i'm not serious but maybe i am it's totally serious you never know you think of like jawas singing little songs like the oompa loompas in the original uh, willy wonka it uh, could be amazing all i'm telling you is we need a better holiday album than christmas in the stars and tis the season <laughs> i just that's not an album i'm gonna be putting on driving to canada in in a couple days like i'm sorry i just can't listen to uh the wookie comb song you know whatever but <laughs> to each their own justin we didn't hear from you man what type of movies you want to see uh i think i'd it's not going to happen i don't think at least on the big screen but i'd love to see an animated movie again i mean oh, yeah, it, yeah. to be honest it was the 2003 uh gendy tartakovsky clone wars that kicked off the rest of clone wars right right and then you got rebels after that and now you've got resistance and they've been wildly popular with both kids and adults alike because there's a ton of kids that love rebels there's a ton of kids that love clone wars and resistance it's not my favorite out of the three but it's it's grown on me the more i watched it as it got wow. a little okay. more serious yeah um, it started to delve into some of the things that are happening right now uh with force awakens and um tlj and and it's it, it kind of grew on me as i watched it but in the beginning it was very cartoony but for me i'd like to see something uh, <laughs> back in kind of the uh, short film or something like that. It's not going to happen in the theater, but if it was released to Disney plus I'm in. So you don't think that they're going to release a uh, Niku and hype phase on like buddy Uh, cop uh, animated uh, full length anytime uh, soon. No, no, I (laughs) I don't mind Niku though. As bad as that sounds. I don't like Niku. 
I can't that, stand him. So yeah. literal. So I cannot literal. stand him. Oh, actually, that, you know Nothing what? Nothing would go over his head. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and save that. I'm going to save a thought I had for later on because we still have a f- just two more questions we want to get to. So are there anything else you guys want to add to uh, this question, courtesy of Andy B here? I'm good. Cool, cool. All right, let's get on. Um, next question comes from Maggie. Uh, this is my friend Maggie, Maggie of the Town, at Maggie of the Town on Twitter. Um, diehard Star Wars fan. Uh, She's very, a good follow. Yep, yep. Great. Yeah, she is, um, actually. <laughs> great voice in the community um, and really spreading positivity to, to all the Star Wars fans out there. So she'll be on the show at some point soon. Um, we tried to get her on last week, um, but she ended up going to Galaxy's Edge, which is like the coolest reason to miss a show. So, well, you know, um, and we got to follow her journey through Rise of the Resistance, and that was really cool. Uh, but here we go. This is Maggie's question. I think my biggest question for The Rise of Skywalker would be, what is the future of the galaxy? It had a solid 10 to 15 years post-Darth Vader of somewhat peace. But then the First Order started from the ruins and started destroying planets again. Now that, hopefully the war is finally brought to an end, where does that leave things? Who who will lead? Is there a, still a galactic senate to pick up the pieces? Uh, so that question comes from Maggie, at Maggie of the Town on Twitter. Um, I want to say that you know, here, here's the thing. Uh, I, the Galactic Senate does not exist anymore. Um, they blew up Hosnian Prime. So I think that the majority of your galaxy's politicians and whatever they were able to cobble together post-Empire uh, is now all gone, thanks to the First Order. But here we are looking, you know, down the road past that. Um, as long That's as there is always... What's that, Justin? Resistance Reborn. You need to read it. It's that's important. right. No, that's right. Yeah, and they even talk about that there. The the first order. I'll give a little spoiler because uh, I finished the Resistance Reborn novel. Um, you know, they they actually the first order held prisoner a lot of the the senators and politicians. One ransom Castorfo, uh, which is Princess Leia's uh, dude, and I think we're gonna see him he pop was, up in Rise in, of Skywalker. Um, Bloodline, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Great character in Bloodline. Yeah. Um, he was kind of a. a, a a fourth bit player in, in this uh, resistance reborn book. But regardless, I think as long as there's something out in the galaxy worth having, um, there's going to be a faction that tries to take it. But I think that the new star Wars, uh, or the, Oh my goodness, the new galaxy in star Wars, whoever takes over is going to learn from the mistakes of the new Republic. I think they're going to leave a lot of systems that operate independently, like maybe Ryloth or definitely Mon Calamari. Um, you know, they're going to definitely allow them to, to operate on their own, but that would always leave it, you know, open to criminal organizations to come in, swoop in. But, um, you know, the other, the other tenant that we keep talking about with rise of Skywalker is, by the end of this saga, the there's going to be balance in the force. I don't think that's going to reset the galaxy, and there's there's still going to be an evil component in the galaxy somewhere. And I think if we're going to look ahead, I you know my I said it earlier. I think Star Wars as a franchise is going to go in the past before it goes in the future. But if they go in the future, I think the Chiss are going to play a massive role in what we see for future Star Wars. I think that. Um, you know, the Chiss being um, uh, a species from the unknown regions, that's an uncharted territory here. So I think that as far as the future um, is concerned, that's where we're going to see the future of Star Wars. Um, but what about you guys? I um, I think we're going to complete 
So there's been a lot of journeys, you know, Luke made his journey, Anakin made his journey and Rey's making her her journey and Ben and everybody's had their arcs, but I think the galaxy as a whole is also, you know, going through this the all these changes through this period of time and I think at the end of it we're going to be at an elevated state of the beginning. So we're going to be back to some type of galactic government that is for the people by the people, you know, and I don't, that could be as simple as a line of dialogue of, you know, now we can rebuild the new Republic or the new new Republic or whatever they want to call it. And like we were touching on in one of the previous questions, I think Ray with the, uh, you know, the thousand generations live in her, she has been taught about the failures of the Jedi and what they did wrong. And she's going to, develop her new order that has learned from their mistakes. We're getting the new galactic Republic that has learned from their mistakes. And we're going to be in a state of relative peace, you know, and uh, uh, where we are a little better than we were um, mm-hmm. at the end of the old Republic, because we know the mistakes that they made and how that fell. And, and now we're at an elevated place of homeostasis, I guess you would say. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm so bummed out. I didn't realize that you wrote the chist in your notes too. And <laughs> so you <laughs> said that and I was bummed. like, ah, no, actually it makes me happy because I, yeah. I kind of, I put it and I was like, they're going to think I'm goofing around. And then, but that, so yeah, you're, you're on board with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's looking at it like out of universe, like from our perspective, I think we're not really going to know what happens for a while because I, I th- like, I think we're, they're going to make stuff in the past before they make stuff in the future. And I, mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to navigate the future when they're looking at making movies. Cause you're, I, I don't see them making movies that fit in the time frame of like right after rise of Skywalker, when you have all these beloved characters that are like, would technically still be around, like still be alive, make movies around that time, that timeline without those mm-hmm. people in it. So yeah, think, how do you justify a movie five years after rise of Skywalker without Poe Dameron in it or Ray right. or who, whoever survives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Josh poo pooed my idea of a scene on Naboo with boss Nass holding up this globe <laughs> and saying, which leads to the, the Gungans becoming heavy power players in the new <laughs> Stop, government dude. with uh, Supreme chancellor Jar Jar taking oh, over. He didn't goodness. like my idea. I don't know why. I don't think it's uh, that crazy, but we need um, more Gungans. I think there there's peace for a while, but to your point, I think that's the perfect crawl to reintroduce a new series later on. Time in between what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Something happens with the Jedi. Something happens with the Sith. Whatever it is, they're gone. This is what happened in the past. Here's the new crawl to start your new Star Wars saga. Move on. Another nine movies, mm-hmm. ten movies later, you know you've got your new your new uh, fan base. That would be fascinating to see. Um, I hope that we get to see it in our lifetime. You know, um, who knows what's going to happen, how long it's going to take them to get there. And, you know, George Lucas has always said he wanted to make 12 movies. Um, Although this could capper, you know, this could put the cap on the Skywalker saga. You could do episode 10, you know, and and have it 20 years, 30 years down the road. And you just have, um, no, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I was going to say if they have the Skywalker, you know, whatever I would call it a religion, um, yeah, just the like order or whatever the order of the Skywalker. Um, but that would just reopen the Skywalker anyways. Um, 
Now, who knows, man? That's a great question. And I know Maggie's a huge reader in the uh, EU. So this is definitely uh, EU. Uh, I could definitely see roots of EU in this question because it's just world building, right? Like it's like, you know, what is out there? What can we do? And um, a lot of the EU centered on post Return of the Jedi. So this is, uh, you know, I respect that question because I am also a EU head. So you guys want to add anything else to that one or we want to get to our last question here? Just that last up. piece. Oh, that last piece you said it. I think that's the one thing that the new storyline bums me out is that there isn't an effective way to do the Vong, the Vong invasion. Oh, for sure. Like, that yeah. would have been really Yuzan cool, but it would, yeah. it would be so different now with, you know, the the Jedi Order is totally different than the new canon, so it's not. Yeah, no, you're right. There's there's still elements that you can pull from in the future, but I think, you know, the form of government that we're going to see in the future is going to be independently operated systems. Um, I think whoever, if it is a galactic Senate or something of that nature, it's it has to build up its military because that was the mistake of the New Republic. It didn't have enough. It just had those, you know, um, Separatist-style droids on their prison ships and Matt Lanter and some shiny shoes. That's your whole army, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. But they definitely have to build that up. So, um, all right, we're on to our last question here. Uh, and this is a um, this was a note sent to me by my good friend Jason Swank of Rebel Force Radio. Uh, he wanted to chime in here because uh, he knew we were doing the Hype of Skywalker show. Hey, Star Wars friends. Uh, Jason from Rebel Force Radio giving you a call to ask you a question about the rise of Skywalker. A lot's been made out of the fact that this is the final film in the Star Wars saga. And sometimes you hear, well, that just means it's the final film in the Skywalker saga. But I feel as though the tentacles of the Skywalker saga reach in so deeply to the whole mythology of Star Wars that it would be, I think, difficult to continue a cinematic Star Wars universe where there are no ties. So is it ever really going to be the end of the Skywalker saga? Just something we've been talking about in Rebel Force Radio. Maybe you guys can discuss it as well. Uh, speaking of RFR, if you don't mind, a little shameless plug. For those of you that are going to be or can be in the Northeast Ohio area for the opening of The Rise of Skywalker, we invite you to join us at Playhouse Square, downtown Cleveland, for Skywalker Rises in Ohio. It's Friday, December 20th. 7.30 p.m. in the Kennedy's Cabaret. Tickets are on sale now. It's a live podcast with me and my uh, co-host and producer, Jimmy Mack. And we've been doing this Star Wars podcasting thing for 14 years. And so this is kind of a culmination for us in a lot of ways. So we'd really love it. I know Chris is going to be there, good friend of ours, and uh, I'm sure a good friend of everybody listening to this show. So anyway, best of luck with Star Wars friends. Hope to see some of you or all of you out at Skywalker Rises in Ohio. Take care, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Yeah, so Jason kind of hit on the theme of what a lot of uh, people have already asked. It's like, you know, how are they – you know, they they said it's the end of the Skywalker saga. But we all know, as Jason said, the – the roots go deep and there's just so much there. How, how can they end it? I really, when, when Disney announced it was the end, I was like, Ooh, what? Like you can, why don't, why not just end the stories of Finn, Ray and Poe, you know, and Kylo and just keep, you know, whatever we can dissect that for a long time. But my thing is this, like, you know, um, 
Kyle, you said it earlier, and we just mentioned it with the last question. I think that we will see a continuation of the Skywalkers, just not by Bloodline, not by Anakin mm. or Luke, that, that the Jedi Order, the Sith, that it merges into this you know, this new form of force wielders that are known as the Skywalkers. And that's what we're going to see going forward. Um, you know, it may not be, it may not be cinematic. It may be more book form or comic book form. Cause they, Disney didn't shut the door on that. You know, we're still going to get content through all those other, uh, outlets, but I think that's the way they continue the Skywalker saga. Um, I, do they do a Finn spinoff movie do they do uh, uh finn ragnarok do they do um <laughs> you know captain phasma and the furious i uh, you know i don't know um there's pod there's a lot yeah, pod racing movie <laughs> um th- there's no way that you can just completely remove yourself from it unless you do go old republic because um, going in the future there will always be references and um the legend of luke skywalker the legend of ray the legend of ben solo the legend of han solo those things will always be there and um the fall of the old republic the clone wars all of that content will be in the future unless they skip ahead another thousand generations which i would be hard pressed to to see them do that but bottom line is you know it's going to be really tough to just completely ignore the skywalker saga and future projects in my in my humble opinion, outside of old Republic stuff, I didn't think that's what it meant though. I thought it just meant it was the end of this story of Anakin Skywalker and his family, like that we would still continue to get stories that re- revolved around them and their uh, like the people there. I think there will always be references in any media, even other films. It's just the, a matter of that this is the end of Anakin's family's story. Mm. And but at the same time, remember the Rolling Stones did their first farewell tour in 1982. <laughs> Motley Crue signed a contract five years ago, saying they weren't weren't going to tour anymore, and now they're that's touring true, this summer. That's true. So just because Kathleen said that this is the end of the Skywalker saga doesn't mean that they realized that you know another movie about Luke or or whoever makes sense in five years. You know they might do it. Yeah, the the end is the end until it's not, right? So, uh, I, and I'm with you, Josh. I I always, from the first time they started saying that, I have felt like, and I still do, that this means that the end of the Skywalker saga means the end of the Skywalker family mm-hmm. and the people who are related to them. And George Lucas always said it's the story of Darth Vader, and we started with him at young Anakin on Tatooine when he's pod racing through his death, through his son, through his grandson, I think Ben dies at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, his daughter, Leia. Spoiler alert. I think she's going to die, too. I think that's probably pretty well known. Uh, So I think there's going to be no blood Skywalkers left. I don't know if we're going to get into this later or not. I think Rey is going to choose her own destiny, choose her own path, and take on the name of Skywalker, even though she's not necessarily blood related to them um but i think in the future of course every anything that takes place after really after clone wars is going to be informed by what we already know i think that's inevitable i just don't think it's going to be about the skywalker family those seven people or whatever 
Sure, sure. The 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 ongoing space opera that never ends, right? No, I. So, do you guys think that Kevin Feige is going to come in and retcon this uh, and keep the Skywalker door open? I mean, you kind of said it's not over till it's over, and, and you know, Feige can come in and say, "Hey, actually." You know, we got a, We got another story to tell. And Chris Terrio, one of the writers of uh, Rise of Skywalker, J.J. Abrams' co-writer, has done interviews recently, just in the last week or so, where he said, yeah, uh, the door's open for for a lot of these characters at the end of this movie. He, The writer of this movie did not shut the door on this, uh, on this saga. So I think that there are ideas out there, and I think they are trying to uh, – they're trying to spin that, uh, and they're, they're already – starting to get the news cycle out there like hey actually you know and then you got feige coming in he's might make an announcement celebration 2020 guys i mean uh, maybe not that early but you know we might see a feige transition of power uh from kathleen kennedy at celebration or somewhere around that where he does say something to the effect of yeah you know that was kind of the route we wanted to go but we got more stories to tell and we'll be there except josh (laughs) yeah Oh, oh, that's low. Um, I I don't know. I think we could get more stories of Poe or Finn or 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 Ray even. And I I'm sure you know there's going to be there has to be happy people at the end of this movie. It's going to end happy. I'd be sure there's no way that this movie is going to end on a downer. That doesn't mean there's not going to be sad moments. I'd be shocked if there weren't. But I think the the net sum of the movie is going to be positive and it's going to have a happy ending. And there's going to be characters that potentially could, you know, get more content in the future. And I'm sure some of them at some point probably will. I just don't think they'll be related um, to Anakin Skywalker. And see, I look at it slightly different. I don't think everybody's getting out of this unscathed. I think not everybody. No, I think you're going to lose some people. And, and Josh has watched the same trailer I have, which kind of made me, led me to believe there's going to be some problems and some people are going to well, get cut short. It's a war and people are but definitely going to die. You but have, it, yeah, it's going to have, have to get ending. to the bleakest hour before you can have that happy ending or that resolution at the end. You have to make it bleak. And the only way to do that is to kill characters. And I think there's going to be some, some important ones that we lose uh, during this story. Can I just say really quickly that I, I was very careful to make sure that none of my opinions that I that I expressed today were informed by that <laughs> trailer because I felt yeah. like if I did that it would be unfair to you guys. So. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I was wondering if you're going to. There, um, there were opinions that I changed a little bit because I didn't want to. I didn't want them to be informed at all by hard. new information. Yeah, and I guess you know we're we're already two hours into this. I I don't know if I hit the uh, you know we're not going into any spoilers thing. I know we talked a little bit about Reddit or whatever, but this is uh, all spoiler free you know opinions. We don't have any you know uh, leak knowledge or anything like that. We don't chase leaks. You know we just see what comes to us. Um, so you know this is all just off the cuff type stuff. But um, yeah, Jason's point's fascinating. I think a lot of people just are on that same theme. Like you know what's going to happen with Skywalkers? Yeah, a lot of the yeah, same so- kind of questions. You know. So that's interesting um, that it, there, that the the majority of the questions we've received are more so for the 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 bigger picture of the mm-hmm. Star Wars saga versus the the actual movie that's in front of us in four days. 
Um, but also, you know, Jason mentioned their, their event, uh, Skywalker rises in Ohio. It is a great event. So if anyone is in Cleveland, um, I've done many live podcasts with the rebel force radio crew and it's always a blast. Um, I'm going to be watching the movie with those guys on Thursday. Um, we're going to go to the premiere together and dissect it. Then it's, it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be nuts. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And then we're going to have a full dissection at that uh, Skywalker Rises in Ohio. The venue's beautiful too. It's it's a really nice place. So I'm excited to start my holiday season off with those guys. Um, but yeah, with that, I, you know, there were a lot of great questions. I thank everybody for sending in a question, whether it was through Twitter, Instagram, uh, through our email. Thank you for sending us questions. That's what this is all about. Hopefully, we answered everything uh, you know that those questions had offered. Um, you know, with time, you know, time, time willing, because uh, <laughs> we can probably talk about each one of those questions, uh, you know, at length. But I kind of want to take it into the tail end here, guys. Um, I wanted to do multiple shows on the rise of Skywalker because I'm a theory guy. I have my theories. I've laid them out on, on rebel force. I, I, I really want to lay them out here. We've been a Mandalorian centric show. Um, cause that's just what we've been covering. Um, but with this, uh, I think we, I want to take it into the final segment here, the home stretch on the hype of Skywalker show. Uh, and that of course is our very fun segment. People are coming on us. The galaxy is coming on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold? So uh, with this segment, of course, it's all predictions. It's all what we think is going to happen. And this is um, this particular segment is a show that I can do for two hours. And um, <laughs> there's a lot that we got to try to get done here in the next 20 minutes. So we're going to try to do a speed a speed through here. And if anybody wants to um, maybe dissect more of these points, hit us up between the release of this show and our show on Wednesday. And I will definitely answer those points or those questions on our show that we're going to record on Wednesday. Wednesday. You can hit us up at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, show at StarWarsFriends.com because we're going to hit a lot of heavy stuff really, really fast. Um, so number one, uh, one of the big questions that we think that might may or may not get retconned in this film are who are Ray's parents? Um, I've been noted on record for having theories that Ray is the child of Luke Skywalker. I also have been on record with theories uh, that Ray is Ben Solo's sister. Um, I have a lot of different ideas on who's Ray's parents, who Ray's parents are. Um, we know from interviews that this question is going to get answered in this film. I really hated the fact that we were told in Last Jedi that Ray's parents don't matter. She doesn't matter. Um, I thought that that was annoying. This is a, this is a family story. Uh, and I understand that Ben Solo is connected to the Skywalkers, etc. but it is important. I think if you're a star Wars fan, the Skywalker family is important and Ray's parentage to me, at least is an important aspect of this film. Um, I think we're going to get it answered. I don't think it's going to be anything that I've laid out before, as far as her being connected to the Skywalkers in bloodline. I've come to that, uh, very hard conclusion. Um, I think that she's going to adopt the Skywalker lineage uh, in some form towards the end of the movie and will be a Skywalker by name. Um, so she will be known as Ray Skywalker, but not a blood connection. Uh, I think that she probably her birth, much like Anakin was manipulated by the emperor in some capacity. So, or she was a child of the light side 
and was birthed by the greater light side force in the galaxy um, to offset the evil of Emperor Palpatine. So I don't. I think her birth probably was from nobody. I probably was from no one, like a Shmi Skywalker that just you know gets abducted by Tusken Raiders and gets murdered. Right? Like it's it is what it is. But I think that her her birth is going to be given a. Or, get, or basically, like, who she is is going to be given a very large, prominent part in this movie, and we'll find out that she was birthed by the light side, much like Anakin was birthed by uh, the dark side, in my opinion. So what, about, what do you guys think? She would still need a mom in that scenario. Just, like, Shmi still had to give birth to Anakin. Well, for sure. Still but, needs, but, yeah. But a junk trader could have given birth to You're her. You're saying someone insignificant, not... No one and not and no person at all. He's saying a person that is a nobody, a person with, that is meaningless. Basically. Okay, okay, just, yeah. just oh, double yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. No, she didn't just come <laughs> she from just, like she didn't yeah, evaporate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want her to be. I want her to be somebody, and I'm really interested to see how they retcon it to make it that work. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't know who, but I'd like to see her as somebody. I, that guys, I was so obsessed with her being a Kenobi and a Solo and a Skywalker, and I think the more I think about it, um. We gotta satisfy all the fans. And this this the whole theme of Rise of Skywalker is gonna be how do you unify all this division? How do you unify all the fan base? I think if you just come out and say that Ray is the daughter of Luke Skywalker and Mara J died at the Jedi Temple, which was one of my, you know, that was one of my theories. And once again, if you, you wanna want me to dive into that, hit me up on Twitter at no one is Chris. Um, but really, I think I've come to the conclusion that she was birthed by the light side of the force and it was to offset the the dark side and i and i'm fine with that i think that that is going to give her a much larger place in this story what well, you know star wars is a modern myth that's been said like a million times by a million people and you know one of those things is that you know a classic mythological like uh lesson is that anyone can be anything and greatness can arise from nothingness. And, you know, uh, that's a tale as old as time basically. And I, I liked that. And they said they're getting away from the Skywalkers anyway. So like, why are we going to create more Skywalkers when we're trying to end the Skywalker to me? How do I relate to the fact that you have to be born to the special magic bloodline to be special? That doesn't mean anything to me personally, you know, cause I'm nobody. I was born of nobody. It means more to me that somebody who is nobody can still rise to greatness and do these things. And I, I think to Chris's point, even though we basically disagree on this, I do think he, she's going to adopt the Skywalker name. And I think that's been laid out in the text before this. You know, Maz even told her the the belonging you seek is is um, not behind you. It's ahead and let the past die. And I think Kylo oh, sure. is misinterpreting that whole thing a little bit. But there's a lot of of text in the first two movies of this sequel trilogy that say you've got to leave that behind you and move on to this new thing because what's behind you doesn't matter and it's not significant. Yeah. And, and yeah, I would think, I think you and I agree more than, more than maybe even you think on this. And, um, I've definitely taken some steps back on my, on my hardcore rate rate theories. Um, and, cause I think it makes more sense logically to to have her be something different and something uh, her an Anakin in her own right 
you know, uh, someone that was birthed by the the manipulation of the force. So I think that, that that's going to make her even more special in the long run. And dude, if she adopts the Skywalker name at the end of the movie, that's all I care about. I want my black series Ray Skywalker figure, bro. Like leave me alone. Just get off my back. I want her to adopt the name. Okay. That's all I'm leaving it at. Uh, <laughs> Ray walk were, Oh, Ray Walker. <laughs> All right. So since we're doing a speed round, we got to move on to uh, old Snokey Poo. So um, we already kind of touched a little bit on uh, Snoke uh, earlier in the episode. I think that real quick, Snoke's uh, angle is going to get wrapped up in just a sentence or two. Not going to be a significant player in this movie. I think we're going to learn that he actually was some type of bizarre, weird, twisted clone. The Emperor was really working hard to figure out how to get the the you know, the force into a clone wanted to be, wanted them to be force sensitive. And that's why Snoke is just so twisted and bizarre. And we, we will learn that the emperor was manipulating him and the first order at all times as kind of a decoy. So he can continue building his empire in hiding. Do you guys have any other thoughts outside of what I just laid out? Still dead. Nope. He's a palpy puppet. Yeah. I think he's, we're definitely going to get some quick exposition about how, Palpatine was behind that whole thing, and maybe it was a bit of a failed experiment to explain his uh, face. <laughs> yeah, and the giant height. He was like seven and a half, eight feet tall. Snoke was a massive thing. I mean, I, I wish we, I, I hope that we learn more about Snoke because I was absolutely fascinated, and Andy Serkis was absolutely incredible and terrifying in that role. All right. Uh, Maz Kanata. Last time we saw her, she was uh, handling a pesky labor dispute, flying around on a jetpack, blowing bubbles on a little bubble gun uh, when it should have been Lando Calrissian directing uh, our heroes to Canto Bite. But regardless, um, is Maz Kanata going to tell her story of the lightsaber in this film? Do we see Maz Kanata? I think we do. I think Maz shows up... uh, Towards the end now in Resistance Reborn, there is a whole um, plot line about Maz being kind of uh, doesn't want to get involved, has her own stuff going on, um, you know, still wants to date Chewie or whatever. And, um, you know, the thing is this, Maz will be in the movie. Lupita Nyong'o, the the voice actor, has been confirmed. Um, But what does she tell? I don't think we I don't think we learn the story of the lightsaber. I think they save that. Um, I'm, you know, as I said that, as the words came out of my mouth, I felt like an idiot, but I don't think that we're going to see the story of the lightsaber. That is a thread that should have probably been told in the last movie. Um, But hey, you know, Maz Kanata will definitely be in this in some uh, form. I hope she does not have a jetpack. Again, I think that I think that story kind of gets told not directly, but she does have a relationship kind of with Doc Ondar in Force Collector. Just FYI. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So and, I, and I'm and I'm starting to get through that book. Um, I love that book. It started out slow, but man, it's it's getting way better. Um, what about you? What about you, uh, Kyle? Any thoughts on Mass? Uh, I I'm a big fan of hers. I really loved loved her part in The Force Awakens and her insight. And she's wise. And I'm a sucker for a non Sith, non Jedi Force sensitive character. There's not yep, a ton of yep. them, but when we come across them, they're they're really cool. And I I think she's a great reliable narrator. You know what I mean? Like just because someone says dialogue doesn't necessarily make it true. But I think her insights tend to come to fruition and I think she's going to show up. And I think 
uh, again, she's going to drop some kind of poignant knowledge on us. Mm. Um, I, I don't know that we're going to get the story of the lightsaber in this, so I think that'll probably be no. in some kind of expanded material. Agreed. I think it'll come out eventually, but not in the movie. Yeah. Josh. I think we're getting the saber story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would love to. I'm yeah, curious yeah. about that. And I think Lando should have been the gambler slicer they were looking for. That, that, um, that they never found with the red palm bloom. Um, yeah. Not nah, listen. You had to cast Justin Theroux in that part because I love Justin Theroux. But just you know, it's basically uh, James Bond, right? <laughs> it was it was kind of crazy. Um, I, dude, I don't know, man. That mess. That whole scene was just a, didn't work for me. But that's another episode. All right, so let's move on. Um, Emperor Palpatine. All right, so we have we've discussed at length uh, our thoughts on Emperor Palpatine. Um, just going to run through mine real quick. I think we're going to see multiple iterations of Palpatine in this film. With these multiple iterations of Palpatine that we're going to see, I think that is going to be uh, just a spectacular ending to this movie. And I'm going to touch on that in a few points, but I really think we're going to see clone emperors. We're going to see world between world emperors. We're going to see flashback emperor and... Um, you know, we're going to see the the man himself, Ian McDermott, don the robes again, and um, it's just going to be absolutely spectacular. So is there anything you guys want to touch on Palpatine that we haven't already? Uh, no, I'm just excited new. to see where it goes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I think I think you're totally wrong, but I think <laughs> we already said it. <laughs> I don't know that there's much they could do Wait, with him that, that wouldn't you. be fun. Why? What am I wrong about? Palpatine? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be 100 Palpatine clones. I think he's just I don't think like there's gonna be a hundred. I don't think super there's gonna be powerful, and he was able to keep himself alive because that's just how he is. Hmm. Well, we'll see in four days. It, what I know <laughs> about pop culture is if there's no body, that person ain't dead. Go for pop. Yeah. Pop. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. You know, here's the thing. Does he keep himself alive via cloning? You know, he's in world between worlds. That's where his spirit resides, like like Force Ghosts, Obi-Wan and Luke and Yoda. Um, and, you know, you does think? he. Well, I mean, what do I think? Do I think that Maybe. he's there? I, I, who's or? to say he even exploded and got dusted when he got thrown down the shaft? That could have been that's some other explosion. You know, oh, he could have still been true. whole. Darth Maul got cut in half and kept himself alive for like years in a junkyard. It's not without the realm. It's like not outside the realm of possibility that he survived that. In well, my opinion, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we got four days uh, to find that out. So, um, all right. The heated Palpatine, uh, Palpatine dis- discussion. I like this. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Knights of Ren. Uh, these are guys that I actually, I wrote a treatment. Um, I don't know if I've ever divulged this to you guys. I actually wrote a treatment about the Knights of Ren, uh, submitted it to the Lucasfilm Story Group, and it just disappeared into the ether, and um, I no longer own that. Uh, however, I still, I have multiple other treatments of Knights of Ren's story um, because I was so frustrated that their story wasn't told in the last film. So I went ahead and just started writing my own uh, fanfic about it. Anyway, I don't, I hope that they're not prominent members of this film. I hope that there's not a lot of time spent on them because we just don't have time in two and a half hours to establish five new characters or whatever this whole, you know, thing is. I think they're going to be, I don't know, secondary third characters, nothing crazy. So I'm not really expecting much out of Knights of Ren. Um, maybe through the flashbacks where that that's where they have any prominence, but I don't they don't do anything for me. I don't like their look. I the now that I actually see high quality photos of them, I just not into it. Um so whatever. I mean that's a personal thing. I just don't care for the Knights of Ren right now. 
It might just be a personal bitter grudge. What about you guys? Anything? We'll see them. They hold the same place as the those the red guards in the last movie. Exactly. I think like the they're there to get beat up by somebody. Okay, good, good. You good. know, like I, I think there will probably be some kind of line of dialogue to give them a little bit of backstory because we've re- literally never seen them do anything but right. stand behind him in the rain. And then Snoke said, "You're the master of the Knights of Ren," and that's about all the Knights of Ren information we have, pretty much. So. Um, I, I think they'll probably give them another line or two, a dialogue to give them some kind of story and they'll be around and they'll end up getting just decimated by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Kylo Ren will be the one to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, next point, hashtag Ben Demption. Um, we kind of talked about that I a did, little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think we're good on that. Next one, hashtag Raylo. All right. So I wanted More like Ray No. Yeah, that's a hard no for me too. That's a hard no. I wanted Maggie on the show before Rise of Skywalker because she is Is prominent. Yeah, big time, big time, Raylo. And I, you know, I follow a lot of Raylos. I do too, Um, actually. I don't know how it happened, but they just apparently they're nice people or something. (laughs) They're funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I will say that someone that left us a uh, voice memo today also is a uh, noted Raylo. Uh, I don't want to out this person because it's never been uh, publicly discussed, but also a Raylo uh, joined us on the show today. But uh, here's my thing, man. No, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it at all. I don't think that it needs to happen. I don't think that it's going to add any flavor to the story. I don't think it's going to mean anything. Now, I think that we. He, okay, so we're gonna. We want to talk about Raylo, and we want to talk about how divisive it is. Because I'm actually uh, Finn Ray. I'm Team Finn Ray. I always wanted uh, Finn and Ray to have uh, a connection, but that never happened. Um, thanks, Last Jedi. And uh, so, really, what we got to do is we got to unify the fan base, right? There's all these different pockets of fandom that think that their their story is going to happen. What I think is that they're probably going to leave this ambiguous again and leave it open to interpretation at some point. Um, I think that. Ben Solo, after he performs his at his good deed, transforming himself, uh, redeeming himself in the eyes of the Force, will actually die in that process. I think that whatever this act is that will push him to the light side and save Ray, um, potentially save everyone out, you know, um, he's going to sacrifice himself. That he will die in the arms of Ray. I think that we're going to see Ben Solo die in Ray's arms. And I think that that moment alone, uh, depending on how they film it, how they light it, how they hold it out, you know, whatever, is going to satisfy everybody. I think it's going to be an emotional moment for non-Raylos. I think Raylos are going to feel justified that he died in her arms. It's a very romantic gesture, um, you know. That, but they'll never kiss. They'll never have an intimate moment. They're not going to have a, a picnic on Naboo. Um, you know, I think <laughs> that it will be just enough to satisfy all of us. You know, the the act that Ben Solo demonstrates is going to make all non Raylos go, "Wow, that was impressive." And you know, balance the force again. And then he's going to die in Ray's arms through that act. And the Raylos are going to say, "Well, see, I mean, there was a connection there." But they never got to live. It's like that, like super dramatic, you know, ending, right? Like they, the star-crossed lovers that could never be. And then all the fanfic can can, can carry on, and Team Raylo can be happy. I, I think, I hope, maybe not. Maybe they just want a full-blown French kiss out the gate. I Whatever. Um, all I'm saying is that this whole movie has to unify the fan base, and there's ways to do it. There's there's definitely ways to do it, and I think that's the way that I want to see it happen. Well, they can't get together because they're related, so that's 
that's one. Um, and then two, I mean, I guess the way that they could, they could unify the fan base besides what you said is that, you know, Raylo happens and then Finn just gets with Dark Ray. So, you know, both. Oh, <laughs> this <laughs> guy, dude. <laughs> what? Kyle, what are you thinking? Um, I do not think that Ray is looking for or needs to have any kind of romantic relationship necessarily. I think her ding, ding, ding. I think her <clears throat> her relationship with Finn always felt um platonic to me. Um okay. I I think she she was so alone for so long and wanted companionship and fellowship or whatever and and he was also kind of isolated as basically a recruit in the first order from the time he was a child. And, uh, you know, I think that's why they were so close. They bonded over that and they really needed somebody. And at the, at the exact right time, they were both there for each other. And I think that's just something that, you know, they felt compassion for each other about. I don't think it was a romantic thing. And I think her journey is to, and she's even said it verbatim multiple times, she needs to find her place in all of this. And I don't think that is dependent on her relation, her romantic relationship with some other person. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm a no to Raylo. I think it's just Ray. I think she's doing her thing. And okay. also why would you want this girl to get with some guy who just said, you're nobody, you don't matter. You're nothing. Right. You tried to I kill get, her with a no, lightsaber, yeah. knocked her out and, and yeah. kidnapped her. And it's not a good look. And I know like you can overcome things, but like, I don't know. I don't think that would be a good look anyway. No, it's not. The the only people that had any real romantic energy, uh, like tension in this whole Finn movie, and Finn and Maz and, and Chewie. Oh, well, but yeah, besides, he doesn't want anything yeah. to do with her though. Come on, guys. no, yeah, you're right, just, Finn and Poe. And there was and there was discussion on you know uh, Oscar Isaac's disappointment that they might not have pushed that angle far enough, and I. Probably, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I will say this: um, the 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 contingent of fans that want Ben to be redeemed just so that he can hook up with Ray, I, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with in most of that that whole Raylo fandom. Well, what thing. is I he? Mean, is he gonna? Is he gonna change his mind at the end? Turn to the light? Be redeemed? However you want to say it, and then she's like. Oh, you're good now. Let's uh, let's go hook up. That's crazy. That's yeah, not no, how that, that's not how people work. No, no, it's not. And, and I do think that it's it's a hard sell. Um, it's a hard sell for me. But like I said, I think that he'll die in her oh. arms, and that'll be enough. I think that'll be enough. And then he'll then she will set him on fire, uh, much like Luke did to his father, and um, cast him off into the Naboo Sea. So um, it's all just circling back to Naboo here tonight, guys. All right. So um, the other thing is here: the rise of Skywalker's theory. Um, just real quick, this is the culmination. It's the forty-plus-year nine-film. Um, Saga. It's the greatest story of our lifetime that has spanned countless books, comics, video games, characters, et cetera, et cetera. How do we, how do we wrap it up? Um, how do you make the best ending ever in a movie? And just in the title alone, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's going to be Ben Solo. He's going to be. He's going to take the the mantle and, and he's going to rise. But I think what we're going to see at the end of this movie is something that we 
can't possibly wrap our head around at this moment. And even John Boyega, uh, he alluded to something months and months ago about filming a scene that was just so absolutely insane. Um, he couldn't grasp it. And my thought is this. I, I watched Avengers uh, Endgame, and that final battle scene in Avengers was just one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in a movie where you just got this every hero from every corner, every pocket uh, coming back to battle the ultimate evil in Thanos. I'm telling you right now, dude, there's no way that they're going to end Star Wars on a wimpy little force lightning mm. battle, right? Like this is going to be the most epic conclusion of any movie of all time. And it, they're going to pull out all the stops. That is why you need the world between worlds. And anyone tells me that it's not going to happen is crazy. You're going to be seeing force ghost. Anakin maybe materialize. You may see force ghost. Luke materialize Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace window. Do not pull out all the stops. You might see all of the fallen Jedi from order 66, come back you may you already know from the armada that has been assembled through the trailers that they have pulled every ship and every fleet cruiser that they can to battle this is going to be the most epic conclusion of any movie in the history of film and i know for a fact that it they disney will not let anything less than endgame happen here and you know we are going to see all of these Skywalkers rise up in a Spartacus style moment to battle the emperor where they take on the mantle. I am Skywalker. I am Skywalker. You're going to see everyone uh, confront evil to their face and, and run with the flag of Skywalker. So it's not just going to be Ben Solo, but it's going to be everyone else uh, becoming the new Skywalker. And I think we're going to have one of those moments in that film where People just declare themselves Skywalker. But we are going to have this endgame moment, boys, where just prep yourself. We're going to see them all. They're all coming back. And it's going to be more than what we can comprehend uh, right now, thinking about it. And I can't wait for that moment. It's going to be the best space fight ever. It's going to be the best force fight ever. You don't think that they're going to pull out all the stops for this. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy if you don't think they're going to be pulling everything out for this. I'm with and you. I <laughs> yeah, and I'm really excited to see because I know we've seen all those ships. I know there's going to be a space battle with all the, you know, every ship we've ever seen. We know there's going to be a lightsaber battle. I think you're right that the Force Ghosts are going to be involved, whether it's um, whether we hear them or see them or how they're interacting with the world around them. I'm not sure, but I think there's also going to be like your classic infantry with blasters and we're going to have our land vehicles and we're going to see basically every type of of star wars combat we've ever seen yep. all happening at the same time which is awesome you know we don't usually get that we don't usually get the battle happening in space and on the land and with the regular army and with the um you know the lightsabers and all at the same time and i'm i'm really 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 excited to see that all of the things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So with that, I have a quick list. You guys just say yes or no. If we're going to see him in this movie, uh, Ewoks. Yeah. No. no, yes. Yes. Hard. Yes. Death, Death Star ruins. Come on. Oh, uh, we will see. see we will see Ewoks in this movie. Ahsoka Tano. Yes. For me. Yes. 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 We will see Ahsoka Tano in this movie. Han Solo. Will we see Han Solo on screen? Harrison Ford reprising his role on screen. Uh, no. A yes from me. Flashback. 
No. We're going to no. get a flashback. We're going to get a Ben Solo flashback uh, where he is a learning moment from Han Solo. Will we see Darth Vader? Is not that, Anakin. Yes. Anakin Skywalker? Oh, Darth Vader, not Anakin? Darth Vader, not Anakin. I see. Yes. yes. A projection yeah, yeah. from Palpatine trying to get Ben, get in Ben's head. Sabine Wren. Will we see Sabine no. Wren in the cockpit of the ghost with Hera and Chopper? Will we see Sabine Wren in Rise of Skywalker? No. No. I'm I want to. No. I want to, but no. I'm going to say no. Hondo Anaka. Does he? Does he still live? And is he going to battle on the side of the resistance? As much no. as I would like it to be, no. He's in Batu. He's he's hot right now. He's got I know, that's pop, why, that's but why I, I, I don't know. Probably not. Right. Love can they that. pay him? How much can they pay him? That's the question. <laughs> oh, my friend. Oh, um, what about Thrawn? We're gonna see Thrawn. I'm gonna I say no. So. I'm saying no. It's a no for me. The only way we see Thrawn is if he's um, if he's actually commanding one of the Emperor's star destroyers. Um, he gets post credits. <laughs> oh god no no post credits <laughs> um boba fett kyle's favorite we're gonna get a boba fett in this no yes no we're gonna Josh, don't encourage hold not hope no hold not hope. hey mandos are hot right now what about uh what about justin's favorite niku are we gonna get niku in this because it is resistance ties right up to this timeline are we getting niku and maz and uh kazuto yono or any of those guys are they coming in any of the resistance guys no you don't think that we're going to see um, the big space station? What is it? The Colossus. You don't think the Colossus is coming in? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's going to be a major player, but it'll be there. Colossus will be there. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. Uh, Dexter Jetster. <laughs> okay. What's he going to do? Make him burgers or something? Dude, he, I mean, he knows about the Camino clones. I get some oh, I was Dex like, is that Dex? The, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah Dex yeah. from the diner. Leading the uh, the clone army. Uh, Mace Windu. We going to get a Mace Windu appearance? No. Well, if Snoke's in it, I mean, yeah, it's because he is Snoke. So. <laughs> uh, it's a yes for me. We're going to see a Force Ghost Mace Windu. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson does not stop acting. Negative. There will be no Mace. Hera Syndulla. Yes. Yes. Yes, and she's been promoted to Admiral. Yes, agreed. Anakin friggin' Skywalker. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes for yes. me. Padme Amidala. Oh, snap. No. no. No, I don't think so either. No, but I, do I would love, love Natalie it. Portman if she's listening. I would love it. So, so that's kind of, that, that's where we're at. You know, there's a lot of characters, and, and we're about two and a half hours in on this show, and um, Yeesh. there's a lot of, con- I know, but I, guys, I can, well, if it were early, another the- two, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can reconvene on Wednesday and kind of finish up some of our thoughts on this. Um, so with that, are there any final thoughts you guys have before we blow this thing and get out of here? Be a good fan. Don't spoil people. Go to have fun. Expect to have fun. You'll probably have a better time. Don't be a jerk. Don't post it on social media. Give it at least, at least the weekend. I think a week is better. No yeah, goodness. yeah, you hit it on the head, and I, I gave my PSA earlier, man. Don't, don't, don't spoil just to be a jerk. You know, yeah, give it, give it a couple days. Don't run out of the theater telling people what happened. Um, let fans enjoy it how they want to enjoy it. And if your angle doesn't come true in this, dude, that it's okay. 
love it for what it is. Um, you know, I, I, I've been very adamant on this show and other shows that if my theories don't come true, you're not, I'm not going to be devastated and, and turn in my fan card. No, man, like it's star Wars. And this is the final film in the saga. I'm going to go in there with goosebumps the whole way through. I'm going to scream. I'm going to clap. I'm going to cry. I know it. Um, it's going to be an emotional journey for me. And I, I really hope that everyone that goes to watch it, everyone listening here has that same experience where they just go into it with a, a clear and happy mind and, and love it for all it's given you and all it's given us. I mean, it brought us together and that's a huge thing, man. It's star Wars is bigger than life in my opinion. And this is, it's a beautiful thing to have this in, in our lives in just four days. So, um, anything else you guys want to add? You're still our star Wars friend, no matter your opinion on the movie or anything else. That's right. That's right. I, I can't wait it. to talk about it with you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. it's gonna be oh my crazy. gosh. It's going to be you on, that, see you on that the other side, gentlemen. Four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a three-parter. Well, with that being said, you're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Got a really good feeling about this. And that wraps up our marathon uh, session here, <laughs> the, the hype of Skywalker. Um, once again, you know, I this is a show that I wanted to do multiple shows of because there was just so much content to go over. Um, thank, thank you to everyone that sent in a question. Um, and that's kind of how we, we rerouted this show. We wanted to do the fan questions and, and answer what was on their mind. And um, there's still way more on all of our minds. You know, I don't think that that's that's going to be in question but we are going to be recording another show on wednesday to recap the mandalorian so if there's anything that we didn't touch on uh tonight let's do it on on wednesday okay because uh that'll be that'll be like literally the day before it comes out so yeah uh it's gonna be an awesome show just like this one was um had a lot of fun breaking it down uh, I want to get into some nitty gritty theory stuff. Um, <laughs> so I don't think I have enough time. We got to go head to head on the last Jedi still too. Uh, we will. Uh, but bottom line, I think we said it right before we got, you know, we, we got in this segment, just have fun guys. Just have fun. Just enjoy it, man. Enjoy it with your friends. You're seeing it with your family. You're seeing it with, and, uh, just embrace all things star Wars. So, uh, with that, y'all, you can hit us up if we were right, wrong. If you got theories that you want to share with us, or you want to, uh, if you want to ask us more questions, we can answer on Wednesday, Wednesday's show. Uh, hit us up at SW Friends Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can hit us up uh, via email, show at StarWarsFriends.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear what you think after you see the movie. Uh, but really, um, it's all community here. We want to be your Star Wars friend. Let's keep it going. Uh, if you want to hit me up, you want to tell me how wrong I am about everything I said today, let's do it. I know Kyle will. Uh, at, you can hit me up at no one is Chris on Twitter. Uh, but if but if you agree with my theories, I mean, I, I would love that too. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to hear from you at no one is Chris. Where can they get you guys at? I'm Josh and I'm available on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. I'm Justin. You can get me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram. And are we going to get the, the Bendu in Rise of Skywalker? 
Nah, he don't give a shit about that stuff, man. He's just trying to chill on his desert. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, if you listen to us, uh, if you listen to the show, you know that we do contests. We're actually, we're going to save our contest for the Mandalorian show. Uh, I'm going to be giving away a Rise of Skywalker C-3PO Babu Frick uh, Black Series figure. So we're going to actually announce that contest on our next show, uh, which will be the Mandalorian recap. But hey, the hype to Skywalker is real, fellas. Um, one thing's for certain, Boss Nass is going to take over the galaxy, and that's all that really matters. <laughs> Don't forget Dash Rendar, baby. Oh, I'll never forget the Outrider and Lebo and all those beautiful characters from Shadows of the Empire. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and I really appreciate all the uh, the user submitted or fan submitted uh, questions tonight. So, all right, till next time, y'all. May the Force be with you. Always. Bye.